Here we go. Did you know, right before I start talking, I kind of low-key panic going, oh, fuck, well, what, how, what, which way am I going with this? <laughs> am I saying, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, or here we go, or oh, hell yeah. I always wonder, like, how do I start the show? How do I stimulate their minds to make them be like, okay, here we go? Do you know that's honestly the thing that goes through my mind before I go on stage at a comedy show? I'm like, what's the first thing I'm going to say? Because like, that's the introduction. They're, that's how they get to it meet me. It sets the tone. Yeah, it sets the tone for everything. What'd you go with? What'd you I decide just went, the last moment? went kind of weak. Sometimes I want to scream at him, but then I'm like, I'm going to scare Miguel because he's going to think I'm drunk. I haven't done the last two podcasts drinking, but I started drinking for this one. I saw, and I was like, okay, I'll let my baby drink because, one, I know you're burning right now. Oh, yeah. Literally, the only way to explain this is this, to go watch fucking Total Recall when those goddamn mutants start fucking gasping for air when the fucking giant-ass fan goes, and they shut it down when the bad president guy is like, let them fucking suffocate. Let me ask you this. On a scale of like 1 to 10, 1 being it's perfectly cool and I'm relaxed, and 10 being like I'm I'm in a Dominican Republic public transit system in the middle of noon. 8.5. 8.5? Let me pull under boob sweat right now before when the ACs were on. So I'm like, what's gonna happen when you do the How? total recall shut down Mars oxygen? What temperature I do you th- what temperature do you honestly think the room is right now? Okay, the room is probably ninety degrees. <laughs> I I am ninety seven point five. There is no way this room is ninety degrees right now. I keep a let me sweat pull, rag over here. Hold up, let me pull myself down. Let me pull our crew right now. Steven, what temperature do you think the room is right now? Listen, I don't hold up, hold up how, how much? 80? I don't even think 80, man. Chris. Well, what the fuck what, Chris, Puerto Rican blubber you got Chris, going on? I need what, some of that in my life. Chris, what do you think the room temperature is right now? 80? I'm telling you guys right now. Yeah, it's like 78 degrees right now. In this room, 75 degrees. Lies. There's no way it's anywhere near 80. I'm, I'm ready to go, like, literally go get a fucking horse trough and from fucking tractor supply and fill it with water and ice and sit in a hot or a fucking ice bath. Your spoiled ass your spoiled ass pugs are asleep in warm beds oh, right yes now. They are. Yes, it's they that are. it's that perfect temperature in here right if now. You're and remember, I love it cold. I love it cold. But there's no way it's that hot right now for you, Mike. Listen, I am fucking like I have ball sweat. I have sweat coming down my eight dollar Amazon Hawaiian shirt, rolling down the crack of my back into my asshole. I feel a And you're not being dramatic right now, no, I'm right? I'm dead ass serious. I make y'all touch my back during the break. <laughs> I'm like, touch it, just touch it. Look at my back. I'm drenched. Like, I'm literally ready to get everyone in here, all of our wonderful guests and, and crew, to go to the kitchen and get some ice and then just put it in your hand and blow it towards me. I don't know what to do because we're, we're in between. Like, we can't afford to do what we really need to do. And we can't, like, we don't know the true science the I, we I've, I've I figured out is that is that one of them snoring? That's a, that's a dog snoring. Yeah, that is a pug. And that is Piper. Okay. Yeah. Audio wise, I'm not a big fan of snoring pug. If you're going to cut the AC and the then allow a snoring pug, they'd rather stare at. If they're going to stare at two fat dudes, it's good for the ladies. The girls are like, oh, look at those little cute little pugs. Look at Jet and Piper. You're not even in frame. Well, they're close enough. <laughs> they're not even in frame. You can see everything but their eyes. Their ears are in there. The rest of their body. So if you're a member. Is the only uh, chance, only way you're going to actually be able to watch two fat dudes and two pugs. We got 
Jetta and Piper and their little cute little leopard beds on top of the desk. Mm-hmm. You're so gay for your yes, dogs. It's I so am. funny, man. Yes, I am. It's uh, you talk to me like Jetta girls. Jetta girl. What are you doing? Pipes. Blah blah blah. And then the next thing you'd be like, I'm ready to punch a baby. I'm so sick of Pipes. You walk in here with a duty booty. Get over here with your duty booty, baby booty 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 booty. Look at him. I mean, if you don't love, I mean, you don't. What love makes you dogs. like pugs so much? Because pugs, I'm gonna do. I like Piper and Jetta. Small dogs are like, I like cats. Them. Low maintenance. I like small dogs. They're fun like that too. But what is it about pugs with you? Because you have a thing for pugs, man. I don't know. I've, I've done too pretty well with them. I mean, yeah. They've uh, they they treated me nice and they're good. They're loyal. They don't run away from you and they're faithful. I mean, Jetta is obviously uh, an obsession to all the rules of any animal because she's well. She's not. She's actually a human. Um, and uh, she, I love when she actually people... her birthday is next week. She turns eleven. So. Oh. During Members Weekend? I believe so. When is her birthday? Do you know what, what day? It is August 20... So that's this week. Ninth. Okay, so right in the middle of next week. Okay. Yeah, next week. Jenna, girl, it's your birthday, girl. What do you want for your birthday, girl? Yeah, you do. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Yeah, it's my baby. Are you, were, were, you always, were you always like the kind of dog person that was like, I'm going to buy clothes for them and paint their nails yes. and shit? Yes. Always, I was a stereotypical white uh, white soccer mom lady. I know that pissed off uh, you and my other minority friend Ralphie, because Ralphie, you know, Ralphie's a piece of shit. He doesn't like animals, so it just shows the true character of his heart. So I question his integrity as a human. You know, he he's the kind of guy that could watch Rotten dot com and then not 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 be affected by it. like yeah whatever. I love, and this happens. You get this from white people most. When people are like, I don't like people. But I love dogs. And then when they need something, they're like, people, help me. Help me. Fucking everyone. It's like all the people who always tell me, like, I don't like people. I want to be alone are the same people who instantly are like, I got this GoFundMe. And I'm like, well, maybe all the fucking dogs will pitch in and help you out. Well, Miguel, we know that's not possible. Okay. So anyways. Um, so yeah, the dogs are fucking like Jetta. She has been through some shit. She is like a, a, a 12-time fucking war vet of the shit that this dog has seen more shit than tommy lee fucking gene simmons mick jagger this jetta has seen all kinds of shit the heat's hitting you hard isn't it oh no it's it's sweaty <laughs> i'm, I feel watching, like, I I'm like, watching him i'm watching him try to weave a story together and he, i keep seeing him look at his monitor which i know that means he's trying to see if he's sweating on himself no it's i already know i'm sweating on myself 78 degrees in here right no, now bullshit it is definitely Lies. not 80 degrees, Lies. not 90 degrees. Lies, false propaganda. It's not that hot false, at all. False flagging fucking Miguel. I'm telling you, it's not that hot, man. You're dying in this. Well, I, I don't know what Puerto Rican uh, fat you have inside of you. Maybe you got a yeah. fucking uh, Yeti fucking uh, fatty tissue or something, but you're insulating really well or something because I am not. Yeah. Okay? This and Caucasian, it's real because I see the side of your head is sweating. Yeah, I'm gl- I'm, I'm clammy. I'm, I'm, I could, <laughs> I, right now, if I was in like fifth grade, I would go to the, the nursing Office and totally fucking get the nurse? dismissed. <laughs> like the nursing office. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Was there, were, they, were they ever really nurses? Oh, were there? they really nurses? Because I don't ever. Because sometimes I feel like it was like the cafeteria lady slash librarian slash nurse. She changed her uniform behind a curtain. And oh, what the were nurse. they allowed to do for you? 
I don't what know. What is the school? I'm going to Google right now. Band-Aids. Nurse. Yeah, because they could Thermometers and they lice. They could like, prescribe you oxygen. Oh, you got lice. Like, Looks like we're going to have to fucking kill you. Yeah, it's like, oh, I went to the school nurse. She put me on some Vicodin because I was freaking the fuck out. Lice now was the problem. original COVID. It was like, it's a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Bobby has lice. Shut it down. I got lice like three times. They had to give you that little little green comb uh, to go in there and scoop them out. Look, Chris nodding his head. He knows. He knows. I remember when you got the little free comb during photo day. I kept that shit for years. Hey, this is the best. plastic comb. I put school nurse, and the first thing that popped up is, do school nurses actually do anything? (laughs) That's like a major question. Um... Yeah, what do school what do school nurses do? Are they real nurses? Hopefully they're fucking hot and they, gives they, dudes their first boner. I don't remember so having a hot school be like. nurse. Hell yeah. Did you ever have a hot school nurse? Yeah, I did. I had a really hot school nurse one one year. One school. I've been to 15 different schools though, so. What uh what was she like? She was hot. She was fucking hot. I don't I'm not a big fan of uh, brunettes, but you know, every now and then I I stumble and I fucking fall on a brunette. Like if I'm at a house party, I will walk by ten brunettes to get to that one blonde. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And then, and then I don't like. Uh, we had we we filmed a a, a fucking uh, another reggaeton music video, <laughs> another another one, another one. And uh, there was a very attractive female in the video, and she was blonde. And I was like, oh, but I didn't want to see her blonde because I'm like, no, that's not that's not your real color. You need to go back to brunette. <laughs> Every now and then, I I I think in these somebody's brunettes are cute, but I'm I'm, I'm Keep the blondes away from me, man. I'm, I'm a sucker for the blondes. Check it out. School nurses are registered nurses. So that's the score of a gig. But what do they have to do during a shooting? Does the nurse have to come through like a medic just running body to body, you know, like sitting there writing their blood type and how many fucking I've and Surrettes of fucking morphine they gave them on the kid's head? <laughs> Drawing a two. <laughs> I got to move on to the next one. <laughs> oh, Mike, man. Yeah. Are you going to make it through this show? I don't know. This might be a tough <laughs> You might get your wish come true. This might be a 30-minute episode. I, I see no connect. Even when we were just talking about school nurses, like, yeah, she was hot. <sighs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fucking mean, dying here. Yeah, you're going to have to fucking you gotta step it up, player. I'm, I'm, this is the Michael Jordan flu game episode. You know, I'm fucking, I'm fucking like, I'm drenched. I'm already drenched now. <laughs> we're 10 minutes into this, and my butthole is swimming in a pool right now of my sweat. Give me a play-by-play, man. There's fucking amoebas. There's like the fucking how fucking Earth was made and shit. It's like going on in my asshole right now. You're getting Saturn dick just for being sitting yeah. in oh, here 100 sir 100 what's the hot what what heats up the first on your body what's like the mike busey forehead the, forehead forehead face they say if you control the head you control the body that's why they put those little like this little neck uh, yeah the coolers, coolers and stuff on your neck and shit but yeah as soon as your neck gets hot it's game over it's like a, it's like the receptor to your whole body look at that wiggle too is a squirm going up? <laughs> I've been, I listen, I've been telling y'all for fucking months, like, yo, we we're got to do something. ten minutes into this. We got to do li- something about it. It's, it's getting, it's, we, it's, it's proportionally on, out of control now. We literally cut the AC off like 10 seconds, 15 seconds before we I don't we think got Joe Rogan's this. in his fucking uh, goddamn Deer Elk fucking podcast studio sweating his balls off. <laughs> it's Fuck. 78 degrees in here. No, it's not. There's no... These are fucking LED lights, and the, the, they're not supposed to be putting out heat. And I don't—I know we have a lot of electronics in here, but it can't be emitting that much heat. It's, it's not. I just think it, it, it – I don't know. I don't know what the it is. The ceilings are like 15 feet high or some shit. So that means heat rises, though, so it would make it cooler So if here. it was cool, that means all that cold air just fucking evaporated no, out of this bitch. Heat rises, so the hot air goes up. Yeah, I know fucking heat rises. We'll fucking uh, rise some goddamn AC in this motherfucker. It's getting, <laughs> this is crazy. Even when the ACs were on, it still wasn't cold enough. 
<laughs> How do y'all expect me to do this shit? This is like, I literally, <laughs> I'm literally fucking uh, going to fucking hell to do these. <laughs> Especially now, it's like, y'all understand if y'all live up north or something, Florida, it stays the same hottest fucking hell the whole year. It'd be Christmas, it'd be fucking 100 degrees outside. Florida has no sympathy for the weather. So, maybe we have a fucking special hole over our ozone here in Florida. I don't know. But, um, shit's crazy. It's hot. Yeah, go ahead and change the subject because I don't want to focus on this because this is not going to make a good fucking podcast. Are you thinking about starting a show over? No. Okay, I was wondering where you're at because I didn't know how bad you were on this if you were like, all right, we got to start over. No, no, I'm like, fuck it, fuck it. Um, we did uh, do a bonus episode for just the members and members only. Some of you went to play the episode that we uploaded and were fucking violently angry. I got the messages. That means, Did you get messages from people? Oh yeah, I got. What, like, what were they like? Like, how was like, their reactions? Oh, so I sat down with my dinner and 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 got my fucking wife and kids. Uh, you know, they were doing shit. It was perfect. I sat down in my little chair, and I went to play the fucking podcast. And it was a goddamn trick. It was a commercial to go become a member. That's like one time me and my buddy Ryan we made a video. It was a backroom casting couch parody video. And uh, it was me in it, and it was just a comedy video. And the dude, Rick, from Backroom Casting Couch got, got a hold of it because we kept tagging him in it. And he put it on Backroom Casting Couch. It was the only thing on Backroom Casting Couch that wasn't porn. And it had like 5,000 thumbs down because so many dudes yeah. probably clicked on it with their dicks in their hand. Like, oh, what happens with this fat dude? This is going to be interesting. And then it was just a parody. And they were like, God. But you know somebody still jacked off to it. Like, this is fucking bullshit. But He's all stroking and slow. Yeah. You and your homie are talking. They're like, just wait. They're... He's priming the wiener, waiting for some hot ass. He's like, to come "This out. is gonna get super hot if they're spending this much time on this fat dude. Like, they're gonna fucking." Was really... there any hot chicks in it? No, no, it was just me. The whole thing was like oh, me, yeah. me applying for an pissed. ad. Oh yeah, and you know, so, I mean, it was five minutes long too. So like, perfect time. Someone's texting me right now. It was me who stroked my cock to that waste of time video. Yeah, you know, they still got a busted a nut. They're just like uncool. I still finished because I'm a fan of the art, but not cool. Backroom Casting Couch was what, like one of my go-to porns. I don't know why I liked it. It says something about me that I'm like, ooh, a fake casting process that's not fake. This is go, good. Go, someone go get the goddamn sauna from the funhouse. Just sit it right here, and I will do the show from the sauna. Because I'll actually get more out of it. I'll actually probably lose weight. And just put a bucket of uh, – just a bucket on me so all the sweat – Papa's not feeling good today. Yeah, no, Papa is fucking Papa's angry. miserable. I'm miserable. <laughs> Corn man's starting to fucking lose teeth over here. Look at him, he's melting. God damn, someone, someone get him to the nurse. He needs a thermometer in his fucking cornhole. He's fucking, it's hot. Look it's at Chris's hot. face. He's like, <laughs> it's hot. You want to turn funny. the ACs on, then you can play ball? Well, I don't, no, I'm, I'm playing ball. I'm just saying it's fucking hot. It's, it's you know, it's hot. And then when you stopping. Saying, oh, you're going to be okay? And then actually drawing more attention to it. So I'd rather just keep <laughs> pushing through. So you, you know, be Scotty Pippen, okay? Michael Jordan over here. Hey, I was just telling he's a backroom casting game, right? couch story, and you interrupted with how hot it was. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, I'm fucking, well, when you see me squirming, I'm shifting the sweat from my ass crack from side to side. My balls are going to come out looking like raisins from prune. I'm also just, uh, we should just do the show from the inside the pool. The pool's hot as fuck, too, though. We got to change that pool temperature, man. That shit's hot as fuck. It's supposed to be uh, Labor Day, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. It's supposed to be the end of summer. It feels like it's the beginning of fucking the apocalypse. <laughs> I feel, I literally feel like the skeleton holding onto the fence during Terminator when the fucking bomb goes off. 
and it's holding the fucking fence like ah, and it just ex- fucking i feel like the guy who looked at the holy grail the nazi he started melting and shit in indiana jones that's me right now i'm fucking dying <laughs> jesus christ it's hot how 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 much more money do we have to spend to just make this shit work? It's like fifteen thousand. What they said. Yeah, that's that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, so we just now we're just gonna be. That's half a scrambler. Yeah, I'm about to say that is half a scrambler. Fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, so this Saturday, where it won't be so hot because there'll be a goddamn pool, we'll be at Oasis on the River in Sanford, Florida. Uh, don't meet us there. Beat us there. We'll be there around noon. Uh, we'll be taking the bus. And uh, we'll be doing every time. This is the fourth time they booked us to come. So I'm waiting for this to be either horrible or fucking amazing. You know what just happened last week? Talking about booked us. Uh, last week they just had the gathering of the jugglers. This is our first time they've had it in what seven years without us being there. Yeah, the first we, I have hosted it the last six years in a row, and then there was COVID. And what beginning. was the first? What was the first year you hosted it? Two thousand was it? Two thousand twelve or fourteen? Fourteen or so. How did, how did that come about, too? Because I don't remember how you got the offer for the gathering. My homie, uh, Chop, Axe Murder Chop. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you smile. We both smile when you say that because it's like, it's like whenever you're talking about juggalo names, it's always like starts out regular like my homie Chop. Okay, everybody yeah, I mean, can have a homie named Chop. But then you're like, yeah, my homie Axe Murder Chop. Yeah, that was, that was his name. It's like yeah. my homie, uh, you know, uh, my homie Bubs, uh, Stab Him Up Bubs, you know? <laughs> yeah, he. Uh... Hold up real quick, Steven. Steven, what was your juggalo name? Deranged? Oh my God. How, how do you do it? Is it like a Juggalo generator or do you have like a Ouija board? Is it a Juggalo name generator? Chris, what would be your Juggalo name? I, I, you, you'd be Sleepy Murder Murder. Um, and, then, and then Pat, Pat would be uh, Bipolar Axe Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Ralphie's would be Ralphie because he wouldn't even fucking be a part of it. But he'd still show up and want to ride the golf cart when he got there. Uh, <laughs> poop boy would be poop boy. <laughs> That's just it. Uh, I'd probably be like a uh, fat's flat dick or something weird that made no sense. And then Mike, what would be your juggalo name? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I never, uh, I've never thought about pug it. murder, murder one. Yeah. All right. Back to dying. <laughs> Yeah, so, I'm trying uh, to pip in this shit, and every time axe, I do, he's like, yeah, axe whatever, murder. fuck you. Well, before you start about fucking, uh, fucking uh, generator names, uh, I was trying to tell you a story. Yeah. Um, axe Murder Chop, he, I guess him and, and uh, DJ Clay had been seeing my stuff, and they were trying to told, tell the old heads at Psychopathic Records, you know, Violent J and, and Shaggy Too Dope and stuff, and they were like, hey, man, you got to book this dude, man. He's got to come to the gathering. He He's perfect for it. And I remember Violent J's brother, Rob, hitting me up. And he was, like, being so honest. He was like, hey, man, I don't really know, like, what you fucking do or anything. But, like, there's a lot of buzz going around the office that we should book you. And then I was like, the time has come. Because I had been waiting. I think it was, like, two or three years. You'd wanted to be a part of it, huh? Yeah, because I was like, damn, I I seen something online. And this is before all these trendy vice, you know, fucking uh, stories came out about it. I had seen it. I was like, oh, wow. So it's my house. Yeah. So it's like, it's my house. Me, it's like. Like minus the face paint and shit like that. That part of the culture. Minus all the heroin and hardcore drugs. Yeah. And, you know, and, and yeah, you know, I like face paint. I, I'm, I've been down with the clown. I got, I got fucking, I, I, I love clowns. I love circus shit. I mean, I got, I got a carnivals. I got a fucking clown mask everywhere. I, 
There's a, cl- there's, a, there's a clown right behind me. God damn, how much more clown can I fucking get down for? I mean, Jesus Christ. I got pictures of me going to circus world as a kid. And, you know, I've been I've been compared to P.T. Bardem uh, several, several times. So, yeah, me, the carnival, circus shit, clown shit, big fan, big fan. Not a big fan of the new remake of It. Thought it was fucking absolutely horrible. Wanted to punch the TV watching it. I actually didn't even finish it. I had to leave the room. I was like, this is fucking horrible. But, um... When they uh, when they reached out to me, I was almost like, yeah, it was about fucking time. Like, and they were like, oh, well, like, I don't know, like, what you do, but like, you know, hey, would you like, the, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, the, the 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 year before they had like Ric Flair, and then it had Charlie Sheen, and Charlie, this is like Charlie Sheen, like Tiger Blood, like on top of the world, going crazy. He was in the news every single day. So they must have either really had a really big budget cut or no one else available. So they, they, they booked me. And um, I knew because I had already had like been like engulfed into the, the idea. And I had, I had a couple homies, some other juggalo homies that were always trying to juggalo witness, like Big, <laughs> big Mike. He was always like, D- you know, you shouldn't even come to your Lord and Savior to Juggalos. And did you did you like listen to ICP at all or anything? Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember seeing ICP when I was a kid on a on it was a live broadcast of Woodstock, and I was Woodstock like, '99. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this it was literally the most inspiring thing I had ever seen when Kid Rock and. And like when they were throwing all the shit, he t- he turned his back and told the crowd to just throw everything, and you just saw a sea of fucking shit fly across. And a Green Day had did a concert when they did their set, and there was like just people throwing mud everywhere. And people oh, because Woodstock '99 rained that whole week; it was a big mud bog, right? Yeah, and and I remember people being really pissed off about paying like ten dollars for a bottle of water, and there wasn't even enough water. I remember yeah, that. It was too. really horribly like produced far as the infrastructure and stuff it was fire festival before fire festival yeah. but it kind of worked out so they were tired of paying you know like outrageous prices and the bull it was like woodstock meets corporate america for the first time and which kind of defies the entire origins right. of woodstock because it was on pay-per-view yeah. that was the crazy thing like it was woodstock which was this big free concert that fucking happened that's where in i watched 69 and then it was 1999 it's woodstock and it's going to cost you forty nine ninety nine to watch it on pay-per-view. I watched it live on TV, and I literally remember hearing Kurt Loder from MTV Kurt News. Loder was the man. Like He represented the part of MTV that was like, if Loder said it, then it's true. Well, they were like, uh, they were like looting like semi-trucks that had like overpriced like fucking Metallica merch or some shit. And it's I remember, Metallica. I don't know, I, I think it was right when the Red Hot Chip Peppers went on, it was right on sundown, and I remember them burning, like, pallets and stuff, and they were starting, like, fires, and it was getting, and I remember they, like, kind of cut away when they ended the show, like, well, we don't know what's going to happen, but this is not good, and it was like, they were very worried and very, like, concerned, and it was just like, wow, this is kind of cool, dude, it's like, you know, you see all these, like, huge bands, and I remember seeing... You know, DMX and and fucking Limp Biscuit and all these like huge bands at the time, mixed in with like you know legends and shit like that. And I I just remember seeing ICP and I, and I was like, what the fuck? And I I'd heard some of their stuff, you know, but uh, I was just like, whoa, this is fucking cool. And I love the fact that they're independent and they've never had radio play, 
And the next year is when they started the gathering, the the year after Woodstock. So I believe it was 2000 when um, they started it, and I was a part of six years of it. And uh, it was pretty cool. And there was obviously a lot of things I had issues with on how things were ran, and uh, I definitely had some grievances. But I also... I'm very grateful to ICP and Psychopathic Records and all the Juggalos and the Juggalits for letting me be a part of it. But I was kind of like I'm. I was kind of like exhausted with it every yeah. year, and you do it every single year. And I believe it was other people's chances to to you know carry it on. Yeah. And they they hired Stevo, and you know he's got a, a new movie coming out, Jackass Four, Jackass Forever, coming out in October. So. It's totally fine when not doing it. And then to be 100% honest with the listeners, uh, there was like the last couple of years I was just like, oh, my God. Because a lot of the Juggalos love me, and then there's a good, strong, like 20, 25% that fucking are just like but there's a there's a, ass motherfuckers. Yeah, there's about a 20% group of Juggalos that only want – a hundred percent juggalo everything, you know, yeah. they're like juggalos. Which I get it. I like, understand. Yeah, they're like racist juggalos, and I don't mean because of race, but they mean like we don't want no half blood juggalo. You got to be a hundred percent jug, man. I want to, I want to trace your roots back to the Fago factory where you yeah. were made. You know? Yeah, no, they they definitely do. I remember uh, someone. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but there's like this little lobster claw dude. He's got like even if you no have talked about it a hundred times, I want to hear more about Lobster Claw Boy. I just remember it was the first year I actually had a tour bus that we had, you know, that we didn't die in, that you know we had paid off and put all our money into. And I remember uh, someone being like, "Yo, I was outside and it was dark, and this little fucking he was a midget like Lobster Claw guy. He had like." Did your nope. eyes light up when you saw him too? You're like, you have to be mine. No, I did, I did at first, but then I was like, oh, he's he's got oh. a lot of midgets. A lot of midgets are really angry about at, at life, so they're just bitter, and I don't like the bitter, angry midgets. I just like Then I was like, oh, yeah, because he looked like he was like a, a meth addict that was in like a shitty uh, '80s band, metal band, but he was more angry because he had he was a midget and he had like no arms. He had like nubs or some shit. And I think he had something wrong. He, 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 when, when you ever see someone walk so bad, you're like, "Oh my god, let me just go pick you up." Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. He, I was stressing. I was like, I was aggravated just watching him move. <laughs> I was like, "Can someone pick this goddamn lobster claw midget and pick him up and put him? Where are you going, young young, young man? Where are you going? You should have used the claw thing and just grabbed yeah. him." So I remember someone told me, someone came in the bus like, yo, that little midget lobster guy just fucking had a meltdown out in front of the bus. And he was like screaming at the bus like, I don't get it. How does he fucking afford all this? <laughs> He's like screaming. It was like he was having this like Lieutenant Dan moment, like screaming in anger. And I'm like, damn. Lobster claw midget boy, if I could just reach you and, and let you know that I, I feel your pain, M- maybe not all the way, but I also have had diversities and, and adversities in my life. Like, let me. It's sh- hard when you're talking to a lobster claw midget boy to be like, bro, I got bad days too. You know, <laughs> I mean, my bad days don't involve not being able to wipe my ass or fucking not walk through a village without being chased with pitchforks. But so I get it. I got bad days, you know. So they a, a lot of the juggalos. Like, they love me to death because a lot of them get it. Like, I'm a real motherfucker. 
and they know that I came from nothing. Because, like, God forbid, if you like have any type of privilege, it is almost like, oh, he's got a, he got, he got, he's got a fucking, he's got a car, and, and a, yeah, oh, fuck him, like, like they would be so. Some of them want you to be a degenerate, and that's I get it. I, it's cool, you know, because they're also real big on not pretending that you're like super, like down down with the fam and shit, you know. So I was always very honest with it, and I would say, you know, oh, you know, I'm not a juggalo, but I you know, I really do relate to a lot of the right. stuff, which I do, I still do. Yeah. But then someone would be like, no, you're a juggalo, you just don't even know it. And I was like, huh. I feel like I was like at like church. They were like trying to witness to me. Brother, talk to you right now about our Lord and Savior, the hatchet. Let me ask you right now. Do you swear on a stack of fagos that you will whoop and whoop and whoop whoop to the fam? I, they, they, like, I think juggalo culture, what I learned about juggalo culture is it is really big on the, the, the idea of this is who we are. And uh, you you take it or leave it, but this is us. But then there's times when I run into juggalos who aren't accepting when you're like, that's cool, but this is how I am. And they're like, uncool, motherfucker. Well, because I think some of them are different uh, paths of life. Like, I've met a lot of them that are very, like, hippie-ish and very loving and very caring. Like, the, I've we've had juggalos come to our rescue on the side of the road, change our tire, like, drive yeah. miles away to go pick up a spare and come back to us. And I had, uh, I had one uh, juggalo... That literally, like, we were, like, stranded, and he, like, literally sent, like, 500 bucks to help. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. And and, and I I tried to return the money. He didn't want it. There, there's there been times where, I mean. Moppy's, they, Moppy's a juggalo, man, and he's always been 100% down to help us out yeah, with like, stuff. It's, it's one of those things. It's just like any other group of people. You can never, like, generalize, like, blanket, yeah. make a statement or have, a, have an idea of them because – there's a lot of them that are fucking amazing, and then you know there's the people like the FBI. They think they're a, a gang, and you know, and or you know people that just are fucking shitty people. And it's that's the thing that you know I got caught up into when I was younger too. I was bitter and and salty and angry, and you don't want to see someone doing good around you. Like yeah, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. You got electricity and shit. Fuck you. I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust me, I know. And um oh the last couple years my main concern was um like the record label who they have in charge over there billy bill i'll just say his name i don't give a fuck uh they were so nice to your face but then they would always like talk shit and and they didn't realize that like every year it's the same thing it's like me plus 20 they'd give us one pass no golf cart no nothing. We're transferring from stage to stage. We're having all kinds of like technical issues. We're the last to get fucking power. And I'm getting paid to host a wet t-shirt contest. I'm getting paid to host the main stage and do like a meet and greet thing. But I'm out there for fucking 12 hours, 16 hours a day running like a strip club and having a bunch of hot chicks with me. A whole fucking shit show. I'm bringing a hot tub out there. I'm fucking tents, lights, lasers, like all this shit that they didn't pay for. And what a lot of the juggalos don't know that is what they paid me to do it for was already like gone by the time we showed up. Like you pay 20 people, you know, 100 plus a day, you know, that's that's fucking that takes up a big chunk, and you take that times four or five days. You drive from Florida in 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 a, in a convoy of vehicles. Yeah, so it was never about the money. The money was just to help, like you know, absorb some of the cost. And uh, 
And then the first year I was there, uh, I was hosting the main stage and, and, uh, we, uh, were like, Hey, is there like a green room or something? And I remember, I remember his name was hammer. Fuck him. Whoever hammer was, he was like the stage manager. And I was like, Hey, and he's like, no, you don't got it. And I was like, huh? And then I asked one of my homies who was performing. Um, I asked him, said, Hey, uh, can I use your room? He's like, yeah, of course, of course. So I went up there and I literally walked by and it was a fucking one of those little Hollywood stars on the door that had my name on. It. I was like, Oh my God, we have a fucking room. Like what? I was like, this is mine, right? Yeah. It's got my fucking name on it. So we go in there. There's a whole like thing in there. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I just sent the it's like girls rotting fruit. Cause it's been there yeah. for like three days. No, I sent back the girls like 30 minutes to drive back to a hotel to go get ready. Cause we've been outside working and doing like basically a meet and greet merch booth, fucking strip club for 12 hours. Sent them to go back all the way to the hotel, which is in the middle of fucking bumfuck nowhere. It was the hotel is always sponsored by Heroin Hotties. It was yeah, like from the Jug Gathering. Yeah, it, it was a shithole hotel that we would stay at. It was like forty dollars a fucking night, and uh, then they came all the way back just to realize that we they could have got ready there. You know, you got a bunch of girls with you. You can't just like you know it's not you know not easy. And then like a lot of the girls that are maybe less desirable hate on the girls or they think like. They would just talk shit, and it was always, like, um, territorial stuff. Like, oh, this guy's the host normally, but now you took his job, and now he fucking hates you. And and it's just like any other group of people. It doesn't matter if they're fucking Christians or fucking whoever. Like, you know, there's bad, bad, bad seeds and bad fruit and stuff. And I did get frustrated with a lot of the stuff they were running there, like, behind the scenes. Like, I had homies. Like, I, I like, had to negotiate – MGK, uh, they 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 begged me to get Machine Gun Kelly to come perform, and they knew I was homies with them. So like I had to I had organized a three way phone call between Machine Gun Kelly and Violent J. Did you have to Did you have to also translate to Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> when they're like whoop whoop um, MGK? We know you're a real good ninja. Many whoops to you. Hatchet hatchet. Yeah. Like oh this is going good. MGK. No this no this is the, going good. The first I had to I did a three way phone call. Okay. I had to be like, hey, Violent J, meet Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, meet Violent And you know the J. FBI was just jacking their dicks off listening to this. Oh, hopefully fucking, oh my God. Hopefully Rick Ross hops on this call and we got a whole case. <laughs> so I remember See walking. See if you can call Gucci Man too. Oh my God. I remember walking outside at South Castle 7, kind of like doing, every time I do a business call, I would pace. I'd be on the phone, I'd be pacing. Because you had to leave the house to do the business call because you couldn't do it inside. Yeah, you had to go outside. Because somebody would be like, Mike, I don't care who the fuck you're on the phone with. Where are my tampons? Yeah, I was getting beaten, bitten by mosquitoes. Richard Porker's trying to eat my fucking feet and shit. So I had to walk around you're in freezing circles. Freezing because you hear a helicopter in the distance. Yeah, and I'm like freaking out, you know, like, all right, hopefully MGK is nice to him and he's and Violent J is nice to him. And it was like... Oh, that's one of those moments though, where you're about to introduce homies and you're like, please... Don't make me have to squash a beef or yeah, something no. quick. Yeah. So what it was is that um, uh, MGK thought they had beef with him or something. Yeah. And uh, and I guess that they thought that maybe there was something, but then they were like, no, we really want to have you here. What's up? Hey, how you doing? And then Kel's MGK, he, he was very like, oh, so what's up? You, you, you know, we good? Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, hey, appreciate the invite, you know. And then I remember – 
it was it went on for like five minutes, but it felt like in my mind like an hour. It was like the most. It was like I felt like I was in the middle of a hostage negotiation. And the whole time you're watching the power company trying to shut your power. Yeah. Up. Hey guys, hey, we gotta wrap this up real quick. I'm over here like, come on, let's just get this deal done. Can y'all? We knew that as long as there's an okay from the talent, then the management take over from there. Because I guess they had been like trying to reach out to him for years. Yeah, and they came to the dawn. You know, had to be like I had to fucking sit them down like the. The, the fucking UN the ba- ambassador sit it's down. It's funny too because you're closing like a deal that's probably worth ten twenty thousand dollars. Oh no no they they paid him at the time it was like thirty to fifty thousand dollar range. And we're still at this time in the Sausage Castle like if we don't come up with four hundred dollars tonight yeah they're gonna cut our power and the gas. <laughs> Actually I don't know if it was that year uh, Ooh, exactly Ralphie's- but. Uh, it was either the year before or something we actually couldn't go to the gathering. Because uh, we couldn't leave because we didn't have enough gas <laughs> we, gas money. We had everything ready to go. We had a trailer, our props, the girls, whole crew. But we're like, yeah. and and luckily I had gotten an email. It was like it was like God direct intervention. Like oh, like his hand came from the heavens. And I'm sitting on a tire. I remember this. <laughs> I was sitting on a tire. We were trying to change out the trailer tire, and it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. And it was the day um, before we were supposed to leave, and I got an email. It was from ABC, and they were like, hey, uh, David Blaine wants to come and film his TV show at your house. Um, can we shoot guns there? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, oh, shit, we about to get – oh, shit. I was like, hey, all right, Mike, play cool, play cool. Because here's the deal. If you're ever in the position of like these Hollywood motherfuckers are reaching out to you – they're used to dealing with people who don't know how to deal with them. So you necessarily don't know that there's money involved or you are naive and you get crazy and you're like, yeah, I want a million dollars. You taught me that, bro. You taught me that back at South uh, or at South Castle 7 when we used to get hit up by news agencies. You'd always say, is it a documentary or is it a TV show? You taught me the game on that of what we could ask for. Because if it was a documentary, we'd get them to reimburse us for stuff. If it was a TV show, we'd get them to write a check. So I normally would be like, all right, I'm going to um, – I always kept it very professional and stuff. And this is back when you know we were just still – very organically simple, you know, before there was corn man and, and fucking fancy lights and pugs on set and stuff. Well, there's always been pugs, never mind. But um you I hear remember, that guys, that's the pug snoring. Piper, wake up, Pipey, wake up, Pipey. Um so fucking uh I was like, All right, uh, we need gas money and I love David Blaine and I love me some good old fucking magic and I was like, All right. Uh I replied to them it's like, oh yes, for for uh, for our day rate is two thousand dollars. We'll provide, <laughs> da, da, da. and they were like, all right, bet. They showed <laughs> the next day, gave me two thousand dollars, and sent the production assistant to Publix, and we had so much chicken, macaroni salad, potato did salad. Did that shit go on rolls. tour with you guys? Oh, you know it did. I had rolls. I had Hawaiian rolls coming with how us. How long? How long did you keep the food before it was like everybody oh, else was like Mike? Long time. Nobody else will eat it but Mike because Mike will keep that food going to a point. Everybody else is like Mike. That potato salad's been sitting out for three days. He's I'm over like, here making rich? sandwiches in the back of this <laughs> shitty ass uh, bus. It has it's a short bus, a handicapped short bus that had no AC. And you literally had to like lock in your knees, like twine them to actually f- all fit on there. 
And I think some of the some of the people might have came close to death. Like some people got ammonia and shit. Oh, everybody got sick that one, right? Yeah. Because we were like driving through the mountains of like Tennessee. That's when JoJo broke her arm too, right? Yeah, I had a girl a girlfriend break her arm. Um, at night it would it would rain sometimes, and we weren't gonna put those. It had the little school bus, the little clips. Windows, yeah, you push in and you push up. Well, it was literally a short bus. We call it the short bus from hell, and uh, no AC, twenty plus people. And it was definitely not meant for that. And it was the best of times and worst times. I remember we um, had to tweet. I, I tweeted out or, or Snapchatted out like, yo, hey, anybody live near blah, 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 Coliseum? Uh, we need to take a shower. And this this Mexican family. With the baby, right? Yeah, and the baby. Um, they let us take a shower at their house. And we showed up to this, this Mexican dude's house and his wife. And they had this itty-bitty baby. And me and Big L.A., uh, took a shower in his front yard with a water hose, and damn, it was cold ass water. And, and coincidentally, we actually had like multiple people that could have been a great place to go that lived within like ten miles of the fucking venue, which was crazy. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. What, what's the odds? Like, this that's is like what a- you know. What's the worst part, too, guys? On tour, uh, Michael be reaching out to people like, hey, is there a place where we can all shower or a place we could do that? And the girls will be reaching out. Is there a place I can go? Like they'll they'll reach oh, out yeah. individually. They'll be like, "Hey guys, scan those ass bitches." Yeah, they'll be like, "This guy, yeah, his name's Chopper Murder Dick. He's picking me up." And uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, they'll, they'll yeah. be all the time. And we're like, "What the fuck do you mean he's picking you up? Like all of us need a place to eat and shower." Pat's nodding his head in the back right now because he knows uh, they will jump ship to take care of themselves when they know that if they would have said, "Hey, is it cool if my friends come?" That guy would have been like, "Sure," because he just wants to fuck. So he's like, "If I can fuck and hang out with Mike Busey, what a score!" Oh but yeah. They'll chop it down and just be like hey i gotta go and then they'll be like where are you guys i'm stuck in memphis i need you i would say 90 percent of the girls that are here that are no longer here they met their significant other or their sugar daddy or whoever through me and my followers because every now and then i'd see them pop up on something and i'll go look and then i'll be like oh what's 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 his instagram and i click and i'm like oh wow what do you know he follows me oh what do you know he's been messaging me since 2017 what do you fucking know and I'm like, hmm, enjoy your new life, bitch. Enjoy <laughs> your new life. And uh, when if it wasn't for David Blaine coming over, I wouldn't have had even had the money to get us there. It would have been funny if David Blaine, after he came over, he was like, hey, Mike, real quick. Moves his hands. The bus is gassed up. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> he actually, he actually uh, their producers, because some people kind of get intimidated coming to the, the castle, so they don't really know what to do. So I'll suggest something. Next thing you know, I'm producing a TV show. <laughs> Next thing you know, David Blaine's on top of the, the short bus from hell. And then we're loading up this giant cannon we have, and we're putting all these, like, magic cards he has. And if you look at his Instagram feed way, way back years ago, you'll see a photo of him with his hands up like Jesus on top of this short bus. You don't see the short bus. It looks like he's floating in the sky. And we had just shot all these cards, and it's, like, the most beautiful photo of – David Blaine up with his hands up in the air and all these magic cards flying around. And then uh, he posted it. And I remember being like, oh, damn, I can't get no tag player. But, oh, um, no tagging ass, David. What was the stunt that David Blaine was coming to do at the house? We uh, He wanted to get shot in the chest with a gun, like a real gun, real bullet. And then there was some Colombian dude who was the inventor and maker of this, like, all this crazy um crazy um bulletproof stuff and it's it's like he makes clothes for like governments 
and like presidents and kings and emperors and shit. So he had like this, like basically shirt, and he shot himself in the chest with a gun and a bullet that we provided. I found a way. I found on Twitter. That's what I was just looking for right now. If you look up Mike Busey abracadabra motherfuckers, uh, it'll be the David Blaine picture. Is it it something I posted? This is the one you posted, and it'll show. uh, What year was that? Two thousand or two thousand fifteen. Okay, so yeah, that was like a couple years into the gathering, or the or the next year. I think we went. No, we went two thousand fourteen. That was our first year. That was the year that um, everyone got pissed off at me. <laughs> it was like, oh, why are you gonna have three six mafia come to our merch booth and now they're gonna sell the shirts and we won't be able to make no money? I was like, shut the fuck up, you dumb imbeciles. These are my homies. Yeah. Why am okay. I going to have 3-6 Mafia come here? Because the fucking 90s. Yeah. That's why. Well, watch your mouth. In the 2000s. Um, 90s. So they... Uh, that's, when they bu- that's when they took my heart over. Okay. Well, it was early 2000s for me. First Sauce Castle, second Sauce Castle, third Castle. It was all 3-6 Mafia. Just over and over and over and over. Anyways, uh, we... Uh, we I let them come over against even the merch guy who had like fronted us some of the merch and I owed some money to. He like got all like pissy and shit. I was like, dude, this is DJ Paul. Like this guy's a legend. He's influenced the rap. He has an Oscar. Okay, they all. Like, those, what are y'all worried about? Like all those motherfuckers almost lost their Southern cookout pass. Anytime you're like, no, three six mafia can't come here because they were stupid and they see the bigger picture like my giant fat head did. And he came over and. We were just doing our thing, and we were already causing a scene, so it only made sense. Like, I mean, like, Tech 9 and all these other people, they would come by our tent and, like, hang out and linger and shit. Every, it was, like, the – it was our tent slash merch booth slash meet and greet slash everyone who was anyone cool at the gathering of the Juggalos would come over to our tent and hang out and party. And uh, the, the, the one fucking thing that DJ Paul did, and this is back before, like, Snapchat – or no, it was during Snapchat, but he was Instagramming a video of uh, Big L.A. getting twerked on. By Ratchet Reggie, right? By Ratchet Reggie. And then that video went viral as fuck. Like, everyone seen it. Every celebrity reposted it. And we didn't have internet when all this was happening. We were back at this shitty, like, $40 a night hotel having to, like, go to the McDonald's. Um, I remember, um, the fuck is his name? Uh, Hobson. Uh, Hobson is another hip hop artist, uh, and he was there, and we were sitting next to each other. And I remember him being like, "Oh shit, I seen y'all's video." And then it was like, it it was like a rumor, and like the the excitement like was electric through the air. Like even later that day, everyone in the gathering was like, "Oh man, that's crazy!" Because every year there's some you know story that TMZ runs with or something, or whatever the case, World Star. And uh, that was the one thing they ran with. And as it was happening, a guy named Mitchell Sutherland, who worked at Vice, came over and started to talk to us. And I could tell he was, like, wanting to, like, shit on us because he was, like, thinking, like, oh, this is some, like, chauvinistic dude who doesn't give a fuck and da-da-da-da. And then uh, I was just drunk, and I remember being by a porty potty and was, like, interviewing me. And over there... You don't really know, but you'll be like just standing there. Next thing you know, you're in the middle of a fucking interview of Rolling Stone or some shit. You're right. like, well, you're like, it's it's not abnormal for that type of stuff to happen, and you gotta like, you know, 
make sure that they don't like tangle and twist what you what I, what you do. I gave you a, I gave a ride to a guy in the golf cart. No lie, I gave a ride. To, I don't know if it was JT with me or if it was Joe with me, but I gave a ride to the guy the guy in the golf cart because he was just walking up the hill. He's like, and he looked out of place, and I was like, "Hey, bro, you need a ride?" He was like, "Yeah," and we took him to the top. And then once I got to the top, I was telling him where you know where our tent was and stuff. He was like, "Cool, man," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm here with Mike Busey." He's like, "Oh, cool, man." He's like, "I'm here with the New York Times." Yeah. You know, that was just it. You know, he's just a New York Times reporter out there. Yes, yeah, so a lot of like, uh, I would say, yeah, it was like 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. A lot of media was like going to this event because it was a very like subculture oddity thing. And people, I mean, it's really not that crazy, but it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, to anybody who hasn't been to a music festival, it's crazy. Yeah. To people who have been to music festivals, it's a kind of wild music festival, but it's still with, you know, it's not Burning Man. Like Burning it's Man like Burning Man meets the Garbage Pail Kids meets fucking like <laughs> Bonnaroo, but meets it's it's everything mixed in together. With all the kids who didn't get picked for dodgeball, just yeah. had a fucking festival. Any kid that you <laughs> saw in your hallway in school that wasn't eating with the cool kids had yeah. Jinko pants. They were angry. The ones that wore all the the black shirts, yeah, they were angry about shit. They're all there, and there's a lot of positive, great. It's mostly positive, fun, cool people. But there's always that, like, oh, fuck that guy. And I don't know what they think. And some of them just are really angry. It, it became, like, frustrating because I would just be like, oh, here we go again. We've got to do this. I'm going to do all this extra shit. And I definitely win a lot of them over because some of them that, like, followed me on social media got it later on. But a lot of them just didn't get it, and they just didn't want to like us from the get-go. Like, we had this one chick that, like, would always talk shit about us online. And I didn't know who it was, but then one year I realized she was literally set up at our campsite selling like paintings on the ground, like a homeless bag lady. And she was selling these like paintings and she was always on our corner because she knew we had the most traffic. Yeah. Cause we, they, they would let us set up our camp slash merch booth, like in the, they called the, the bazaar or the merch bazaar. It was like a whole area where you could just, it was like the outdoor shithole. Yeah. It was like a juggalo my flea friend, market. My friend, my friend, are you looking for a monkey paw? I yeah. have monkey paw here, my friend. Yeah, and there was people walking around with fucking cardboard signs and they had prices and the drug they had Oh, for they sale. had that drug store that was literally just a tent full of drugs. It was also, I felt like you could find uh, Mr. Sardo's shop from like fucking Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like all that shit was over there. No, there, were, there were times where, late at night because I obviously loved there was like a buzz in the air. It'd be like if you, man, I don't know how to explain this. It, you could just feel the energy in the air and and the excitement, and know that any given time at the gathering, something could pop off. To me, it was like it was like if you were in Ninja Turtles and you were hanging out at the Foot Clan's warehouse from the first movie. You're like, this is this is where it's at. Like you at know? seven in the morning on a, on, a, I literally watched multiple Juggalos like dressed up like ninjas sneak around bobbing and weaving through the festival grounds and setting fire on these plastic 55 gallon <laughs> trash bag uh containers and then watching poor old man winter walk around he was like works for the venue and he's like trying to extinguish it all and then just when they went off he would put it out and he'd walk off and then someone would start another fire the same goddamn trash can and i was like oh my god it's just reckless they would tag your shit up yeah the porty potties would look like Beautiful porta potties day one, day two. You fuck that. It looked like 
It looked like Skid Row. It looked like someone in the Hollywood movie like art department came in there and decorated it with like Sharpies, shitty stickers. The ground is littered with like horrible rappers, like CDs trying to promo their shit. And and everyone's like, you know, you you see balls, asshole, titties floating around. It's not abnormal to see any of that. And you can tell who hasn't ever been there or been around anything crazy because luckily, you know, 20 years of Sausage Castle definitely conditioned me for the gathering. Uh, definitely felt at home. It was no big deal to me. And I loved a lot of them I really fucking connected with and, and still still uh, fuck with me to this day. I don't feel anybody at the gathering is fake. Yeah, no, that's who they are. They either really like you or really yeah. fucking hate you. And uh, the last year... Uh, we were promised um, like a, a little like uh, gazebo area because we knew we had all this electronic stuff and it was going to rain. It actually rained the first day we were there when we pulled up. And I remember our bus getting stuck for a couple hours as we were pulling in. And uh, I remember being like, hey, you know, this year you're going to give us a fucking golf cart. You got us moving around, doing this, doing that. No, I'd see some horrible, shitty artists just joyriding around with nobodies like – just wasting a, a perfectly good golf cart. I I offered to like pay for it to rent it. I I felt always felt like I was kind of like accepted but not accepted. And then you obviously had like the animosity because a lot of times we would be there, and they'd be like huge artists coming there, but we would be the one always like snagging the headlines. So I've kind of felt like at times there was like, you know, some animosity built. Would you uh, do it again? I. I feel like I've got to a point to where, like, I was only antagonizing the ones that hated us more. Because yeah. as the last couple of years, like, we started seeing some of the animosity because they seen us like uh, blow up. Yeah. Because after I was, we met with Mitchell. He did that story on us, and he did the story about the twerk. And he's like, "Wait a minute, all of you live in a house called the Sausage Castle." And then he realized I wasn't like a homophobe. Yeah. And he knew I didn't like give a fuck what you. Are, because Mitchell's gay, yeah. Yeah. So he was just like, oh, so you're like a straight guy, but one of the good ones. Oh. So then, like, I felt like he was like, oh, cool. And then and then, then they, he then he came to Florida, and it was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Yeah, Mitchell was like, I'm going to write a fucking million stories here. Yeah, so he was, like, cranking it out. It was almost like where we got – it was like the, 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 the gathering – like, we got fatigued from doing the gathering because people were like, all right, we get it. Mike Busey's the man. He's got the hot girls. And we're killing it on stage. And we're always being creative. Every year I went to the fucking gathering. And you know this, Miguel. I'm talking to the audience. Yeah. I'd spend $1,000 handing out pizzas, uh, Crystal Castle, Burgers, yeah. or White, White Castle, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. So the, the little money that I did get, I literally was handing it and giving it a fucking way and little did they even know, and, and some of them did appreciate it, because I did get a lot of messages like, man, it wasn't the same about seeing you and the crew there. And a lot of things that definitely, like, you know, made me feel good. But I know I, I know a lot of them were probably like, good, fuck, I'm glad he's gone. And there's also a point where I know you personally are like, like you said earlier, like, you, you, you know it's good for somebody else to take. Because I feel like you're like, you kind of peaked on what you want to do there. You know, like you're kind of with what you've got, what with what the budget they give you and what they got. It's kind of like there's not much more you would be able to do there without them being like, here, Mike, here's more opportunity. Here's more money. Here's more, uh, uh, you know, say in what well, goes on. The problem with a festival, you do it once a year. And if you're not used to doing like a, a large scale production, the stress, 
the the mistakes, the oh on the fly, you gotta be you gotta be handy and quick and, and be on top of your shit. Be handy with that steel if you know, you know what, what I mean. mean. Earn you your heard, keep. Regulators, juggle up, juggle up. Yeah, so it was a whoop whoop. whoop I would watch whoop, stuff whoop, whoop, whoop. and I would see like places where they were shitting the bed. I'm like, yo, they just paid this band thirty thousand dollars to be here, and now some fucking intern dude who just came here to work for free for free passes to hang out backstage so he can get a glimpse of Tech Nine and ICP. He's kicking out this band out of their trailer, and they're like. There was like some weird shit going on, like, and I'm just being honest. I've actually never talked about this publicly, yeah, uh, and I never planned on to. And I guess, but you know, this heat got me all fucked up and just telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? I see you, see Stephen and Miguel sweating out. Y'all sweating now, ain't you? Uh huh. Welcome to hell, motherfuckers. I'm not. Well, um, good for you, Miguel. You got some special fucking insulation going on. I don't know what it is, but uh, so we, I would see uh, Billy Bill. Right on his golf cart, wave, say hi, fake as fuck, and then drive off. And then next thing, like 30 seconds later, some guy's like coming up to me apologizing. Like, yeah, man, like, I love y'all, man. Like, but yo, bro, Billy Bill wants y'all to get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm like, huh? Like, I, at first I thought they were like joking with me. Because uh, one year, um, the year that I bo- got MGK single-handedly organized the whole deal, didn't take no cut of the deal. Uh, MGK is calling for me like, yo, where's Mike Busey at? Get your ass up here. He's getting up, going like talk about how I did a peace treaty for the fucking Juggalo yeah. Union between him and Machine Gun Kelly. And the security was trying to uh, – they were literally trying to stop me. And I'm hosting the goddamn – I just introduced MGK on stage. And they were literally treating me like I was some groupie, like, fanboy that had just bum-rushed backstage. And I was like, bro, fuck this, bro. Like, I don't like to be – like, the money, whatever, like, the respect level and the way they handle shit with artists and people that come to go do that shit. Like, they don't – I think that they have lost – their way with realizing that some these, this festival had such a bad rep for so many years. It all started with like, you know, artists getting hit with shit, literally shit, bottles, rocks. I saw, I saw Flossodomus, which is a huge DJ that I absolutely love. Uh, the set of them, one of the guys got hit by a fucking rock and was bleeding profusely from the face and continued to set and still showed love. And it's like, it's really like people there were like, I've seen Waka Flocka literally get pelted with shit to where he had to go into the crowd because it made it so like, yo, he couldn't even dance around the stage somewhere. He was like stepping in like a landfill of trash. I've seen him throw mortars at fucking Yellow Wolf on stage, like giant fucking explosions. Uh, and I've been so lucky that I never got like hit. They've, they've thrown shit towards me, at me. Some of it was just because they're juvenile delinquents. I got John in, in the hip with a fucking water bottle when him and Amy were fucking on Big L.A. Yeah, so that, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. There, were, there was a couple times, the last like three or four years, I was, I, I'm going to lie, I'm going to be honest with you, and, and listen, I'm, I haven't talked about this publicly, but I'm, I'm going to say right here. I know what you're be, about to say. Yeah, I, I had been like over it for a while because I was just like, yo, like, I know y'all don't know really who I am, like inside my heart, the the character of who I am. But yo, I'm like I'm fucking with y'all, and and I'm doing uh, interviews with huge worldwide publications, and they want me to dog you, 
and this organization and this festival, and I'm like defending y'all. I'm like, no, man, like this is a great vibe. This is what the world needs. People need to embrace this individualness and people just having fun. And I was just like, damn, I literally feel like I'm I'm laying on the sword every which way. Like Playboy paid me to to interview. I, I did a two hour interview with ICP, one of the 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 second or third to the last year, and it was fucking amazing. And Psychopathic Records, uh, Billy Bill like had some. Like, we were, like, it was two hours. Like, we were fucking doing great. And then they were, like, no. They came after. They found, they, like, went deep into the gathering on a golf cart and pulled the the Playboy. This is for Playboy.com. This is, like, legit. Like, I got the fucking. Not micro- Playboy Antarctica? Yeah, no, no, none of this fucking Playboy International shit. This is Playboy.com. Like, like, this is super legit shit. They reached out to me. They organized it. So I was, like, all right. They knew I was the only motherfucker brave enough to go into the fucking battlefields of fucking The Gathering and get a fun, cool piece. You can Google it on YouTube. Type in Mike Busey, The Gathering. You'll see it. Playboy, whatever. And they, their record label came and made, and I've never talked about this. I've, I've, you know, a lot of y'all know about it, but I've never talked about it publicly because I didn't want to, like, make this a whole ordeal. But they made Playboy, like, delete the fucking footage from the cards and then made sure it was, like, deleted because they felt like uh, it was going to make them look bad. It was a fucking amazing interview. Amazing. And I still have um, uh, another camera that they didn't delete, but it doesn't have the clear audio. Yeah. Like the mic. So it's like in the room audio. However, uh, it might was end a, up on the feed soon. It might end up on a members only thing. It's a great interview because they're talking about the time they came to the house and we were fucking at 6 o'clock in the morning fucking singing karaoke, 3-6 Mafia and ICPs in my driveway. We are having a good old time. Like, I definitely owe ICP and, and, and all the Juggalos and Juggalettes a major part because if it wasn't for them booking me there, I probably wouldn't have ran into Vice and then Vice wouldn't have ran into me and the twerk video go so viral and DJ Paul. And DJ Paul is a major part of it. Big LA Ratchet Reggie for just being there. And uh that like was a chain of events, but I I I hate to sound arrogant, but I put myself there because like I literally sought after this. I'm like, yo, I gotta get there. I see this shit every year. I'm like, I belong there. This is like what I'm about. So I had six great years, but to be honest with you, and you know this, yeah, I've been over it for a while because I'm just like, damn, it's like doing something for so many people, but then you would get hatred. And the last thing we had, I feel like they kind of sold me out and tried to make me look sideways when they had this pavilion situation. And we we negotiated, like, hey, we're going to need that pavilion. And we set up our whole thing. It took hours to set up. And we got it all good to go. And we're providing – we're basically like a free alternative stage yeah. nightclub that doesn't close, that has – all this shit going on. You got your main headliners that y'all paid crazy money, and they're just hanging out with us every time. Yeah. And we're like, we're not charging extra for that. We're not nickel and diming. Like, if you're not familiar with the entertainment game, if you get booked to do a show, you show up somewhere, and you're there to do a meet and greet, say hello, you do your sound check, you do your show, and if there's anything after that, you're just gone and gone. I'm there fucking the whole goddamn week. Day before, day after, I'm watching the stage get teared apart the next day. I'm like 
Pendleton, the rat from fucking Charlotte's Web. I'm digging through trash, finding scores of shit that I want to take back with me. You know, I, I'm I'm providing people food, drinks. We're feeding people. We're getting them drunk. We're, you know, there's juggalos over getting their first lap dance from girls that would never even look at them in public normally outside of this beautiful thing. That's why I love the gathering because it definitely reminds me of the Sausage Castle. There's shit that goes on there that would never go on anywhere else on the on the planet. And I love everything I going on. But just like anything, some things get like, you know, tainted or the wrong people are involved. And sometimes it's just over. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just not not the thing for either parties anymore. Like I wanna go I wanted to go this year, but I didn't want to be booked and have any like responsibilities because I know, I've already been told the wet t shirt contest was horrible and, and I and I'm sure Steve O did a great job. I've seen some of the stuff he did and, and everything. I didn't I thought the the lineup was fucking garbage. And they didn't announce it till like the week before or something or two weeks before, so I feel like they kind of like it was a money grab thing, and and uh, I, I feel like the Juggalos and Juggalettes deserved a better situation. And everyone in the Legends Valley has always been good to us. I loved the place. I even got sad. I remember seeing uh, our homie uh, Raheem Radio. Yeah, he he doesn't even notice, but one of his like uh, Instagram posts was right by our little corner where we would always be next to the porty potty. Yeah. And it was cool to see that no one was there other than just the porty potties. No one had took up that little corner like we yeah. normally would. Because when you get there, it's like the Wild Wild West. You got to get out and start throwing your shit out and like setting up camp and building perimeters because people, you know, want to get up on there. But there was a lot of things, man. That was like, God damn, bro! Like I had to wait for hours and hours and hours, like backstage to get paid after everything was already done. Or I I do extra. They did. Hey, man. uh, do any of you and your girls want to come up on stage while I fucking, you know, Cypress Hills doing their thing or something or whoever, whoever, yeah. what the fuck. So I always like go the extra mile, but we could never get like anything out of it. And, uh, there was always just, you no, know, it's, it's the business side of things. that sucks. That ruins like the organic stuff of it. So do I, uh, did I want to like stop going after like, there'd be 20 of us. Yeah. And they'd give us one, they'd give me an all access pass. And I'm like, hey, newsflash, I don't know if you know, but I'm the one who got this guy here or this this artist, that artist. They come to my house and hang out and have slumber well, they, parties. Like you said, they want our girls to dance on the stage for everybody, but then they couldn't get them a pass. So we have to fight our way through security to help them out. Yeah. And, and then they'd be like, just it, it, the main thing was just like the the rude, disrespectful shit that the that the 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 label was handling not only me because i'm not gonna like say it was just me there was definitely a lot i'm talking like legends legends that they would be like kind of confused like oh like krs1 was like yo i don't know like what's going on Oh, we had to help krs1 get all set up yeah there was times where i felt like it was my festival and i was trying to help them run things so i'm not bitter about it but I'm glad that I wasn't there this year, just for the record, and I had planned on not being there. And uh, I am thankful, so I want this to come from a sincere spot. I am super thankful for the chain of events that happened ever since the first one, because if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And, uh, and you are thankful for the Juggalos themselves. As yeah, like, I, like I said, most of them fucking – Fucking two goddamn whoops and a fucking scoop to you, motherfuckers. Y'all always been cool and and great to me and my crew. And uh, I've had some of the best 
times and it always was, was a uh a pivotal point of a tour like we would tour up to that moment or it would be like the middle ground or the beginning of our tour so we would tour around just that festival would i ever do it again i i, I don't want to I, I would go there for free and i wouldn't you know be paid to be there you want to go there to be a part of the festival not yeah to be i don't want to be responsible booked. but then i know that's gonna be like yo where's the beauty beauties yo da, da, da. i just want to go and just hang out and and kind of it's kind of like when we have a party here i want to be irresponsible and walk around and get fucked up and and people watch and kick it like i don't get to do those things so i'm normally like stressing like you know everything and trying to make sure and if you look at like a lot of their promo videos and photos you'll see that we're all over it and I mean, like I said, I was giving away thousands of dollars of shit for free. I always kept it 100 with them. And it was a great like thing to be a part of. You can't Google them without seeing me. Yeah. And I, they can't Google me without seeing them, which is a good thing. And uh, I hope that just like any other, like I definitely can relate. They definitely misunderstood. A lot of them, you know, uh, a lot of juggalos come from uh, situations that are, are the less than desirable. And they, they're making the best of it. And they are kind of like, you know, not kind of, they are very like me and everything I stand for. That's why, you know, when, when someone says like, like you are a juggalo or you're like the king of the juggalos, whatever, like that would get people like other juggalos actually super salty. There was actually people that have been a part of their shit for a very, very long time that looked at me as like a threat that I felt or, or like jealous or hatred or would say sideways shit. To, to behind my back they talk shit and i would see them like yo what up whoop whoop i'm like motherfucker you know i can read the goddamn shit on the internet right you know i'd see your screen name saying fuck that guy fuck that and it's like we never came there as competition we just wanted to add to the experience so anyone who didn't want us there well you're probably not listening to this but fuck you like we 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 just wanted to make it a little more dynamic and i think that's what we did in six years is a good fucking run you know and i'm i'm fucking proud of it uh, I definitely the last couple of times tried not to be asked back by having some of my friends fuck on top of big LA. The Letrons were in full juggalo paint, having sex, uh, fucking her doggy style while big LA is doggy style on the ground. Uh, we've done some, we had, we almost came close to having someone shit off uh, a ladder onto someone else's chest. We did some weird, crazy, wild ass shit. Cool thing about the gathering was you didn't have any other show or tour or venue you didn't have to worry about any of those rules. Like it was like, oh, so we're not allowed to do any of that. But this week, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So if you ever wanted to go and see some shit, go to the gathering of the Juggalos, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things to see and experience there. And I'm very grateful. I've never talked about this publicly. I've definitely kept it because I didn't want to like act like I'm trying to shit on their thing. I'm I'm not saying not to go. Uh, I'm saying to go and experience for yourself and gather your own opinion and be be prepared for something very, very fucking interesting. It's not like any other festival out there. It's definitely fucking unique as fuck, and, and I'll always be grateful, and I'm glad I got to be a part of it for six years. But as of now, at this point, I, I, like to, I don't like to say never, but um, I don't want to perform there anymore. I, I'd like to go just as a spectator. That's what's up, man. So. Well, uh, we'll be back with more Mike PC show after this. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life 
for just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBC.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff, but for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It, it's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBC.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat. It's an experience. As a member of MikeBC.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at MikeBC's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During members weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine. The beauty beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone an extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience. I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. Jeez, Memberships is you're missing out. I, uh, I started following Mike Busey about, uh, about two years ago, and the guy's a real guy, and uh, allows people to come here. They're like oh, outcasts man. of society, and they fit in well, and uh, I was like, yeah, I gotta, get, I gotta fuck with this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months, became a member a month ago, so, but I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle, having a great day of fucking the drunken field bed. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, airboating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. That's right, Team White, Team Blue, not Team Black if they lose. Oh, right. It's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro. Even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life 
You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like this is just, right, it, it's right, life. Right now, to it's it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how what? loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, it, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's going to take you and the rest of the members during Members Weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from L.A., been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's oh a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole another fucking life. And then you just become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show that it is. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit at the gas station, the Sausage Castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. Welcome yourself to the second hour of the show. I really have a lot of love and respect anyone who make it this far down the rabbit hole. Yeah, we need to we need to start like putting secret messages in the second half. Yeah, I think at the very, very end. We got to say something really important. Because they'll skip to the end. It's got to be within the middle somewhere where they'll never know. Hmm. Like yeah. in the middle, we're just like, the secret password to the secret sausage party is Wolfman has Nards. Hey, I got an idea. And I only say this one time because I'll say it twice. And then I'm basically just giving it away. We should do an episode to where 
we have like four hours of dead silence after the second hour, and it's a hidden podcast. Like old school, like uh, CDs used to have. Yeah, old school CD shit. You used to just play it all out at the end, and then you're like, oh. and remember when you didn't know for like the first couple months you had? Yeah, the CD? you're like, oh shit, yeah, what the fuck is this track? Smashing Pumpkins ha- had that on the Jay Z used to have it on Sadness all of them, album. That like you would be just you if you didn't go back over to your CD player and then stop it. I don't forget how long it goes into it, but all of a sudden you start hearing something. You're like, what the fuck? I had one of those cool CD players in uh, in my car when I was a senior year that when you put the track on, it told you how long the track was. So sometimes I'd be like, oh, shit, 15 minutes. That means there's a secret track at the end of this. Yeah. Definitely. I saw a good nipple pinch from you, too. So yeah, I, I know. I saw Chris on the camera try to grab it. He tried to catch it, but he was Straight a little too Straight to the slow. nipple pinch. I like how the you second. Be faster than that, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I like how the second episode now always involves you being shirtless, or the second uh, part of the episode involves you being shirtless now. It's called, I am drrenched in sweat, and I can't take it no more. E- hey, even some of our crew started, yeah, started fucking losing a little bit, you know what I'm saying? It ain't just me, player. I don't know, man, but I mean, I, I feel you, because it's got to be the side of the room you're on or something, man. Oh, man, I get like emotionally distraught the moment someone goes, because y'all used to turn ACs off like... 10, 15, 20 minutes before we actually start the show. I'm like, no, 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 no. We press stop as we're fucking about to record. What's the hottest room you've ever fucked in? Ooh. Because doesn't that suck? Hot fucking sucks. It's great for your dick. It's great it for gets... your dick because cold fucking's bad for your dick. Yeah, you, I don't even like to fuck with my fan on. I got to turn the fan off. It dries and... girls out sometimes, and I hate when the fan blows on my butt. Yeah. Like you're you're getting it going, and then I got that fucking oscillating fan. It just catches that dirt star. And blows Someone's right like, in it. that's it's why like, it goes soft. Yeah, it's the fan, the fucking fan. But what's the hottest room you can remember fucking in? I, I don't know about fuck. Well, I fucked in a I fucked in a hotel sauna, and that was obviously <laughs> that's fucking hot, miserable. Yeah. That's I could feel hot. like my mustache like burning. My nostrils felt like I was like thrown on the planet Mars with no fucking astronaut suit. I was like, oh. My eyes are fucking bulging out and shit. But uh, one time I jacked off on the job <laughs> and, and in the back of a fucking uh, a, uh, a fucking semi-trailer. <laughs> and this semi-trailer is like 40, 50 feet long. It's huge. It is hot fucking summer, summer, Florida summer. Yeah. And I'm at the very back of the trailer. And the reason why I'm at the very, very back is because I had snagged some of the Playboy. Or not, who am I kidding? Playboy. That was... At this point, I had already uh, advanced up to penthouse and Ooh, some other getting some innards, club. seeing some innards. Yeah, it was the innards magazine. Ooh. Like that's it's a Galleria was one of my favorites, man. Yeah, the ones you remember the gas stations back in the mm-hmm. day. They would sell them in the plastic yeah. bags. You can't see that shit no more. Mm-mm. Like you could go to Seven Eleven back in the day and buy Playboy penthouse, yeah. and, they, and then they moved it behind the counter. Yeah, then they're like, oh, the creeps wanted. They're gonna have to really just openly come out with it. I feel like they try to shame you sometimes. Like, oh, you go to the back. Anybody room. who still buys paper porn is a fucking scumbag. <laughs> like, well, or has some... really shitty internet. Yeah, well, they just they're like, I can't get on a computer because the FBI, you know, due to Megan's law. Anyway, I would like a copy of Barely Legal, but come on, one of them isn't right. You know, <laughs> like so I would fucking uh, I, I would take the the porno mag that me, a bunch of old creepy dudes, and, and this lesbian chick. Would, we basically had this like you, unspoken you share. No, like there was a bathroom. I worked at this uh, place called Creative Printing on Origin Avenue uh, down in Orlando on near Taft, and it was a printing press company. And there was like the shop. 
There was like Gutenberg fucking presses. <laughs> they were like 20 feet long, giant fucking machines. Like I felt like Ed, Edward Gutenberg fucking learning how to run like printing presses and stuff. And I was doing like collate. I, I've talked about it before. Anyways, there was this, this one bathroom that no one just went in there to pee real quick. We went in there to like sit <laughs> it was down. was the jack off bathroom? Sit down, shit. Because like, you know, you can smell a shit. But yeah. then you know when there's been semen, you can smell <laughs> sex in the air, and you go into this bathroom, and you're like, oh, and then you're just looking at your coworker like you nasty fuck. But then you, <laughs> so I started like, so you would go in there and you could smell semen after you went, and yeah, somebody you, you jacked could off in there. Smell the the extracts of semen. You could, it's like sex in the room. Everyone knows if you ever walk in a room after sex, you're like, oh, what the? It's like it permeates the air. It's like. It's like jizz and ass juice just like becomes like dew. Like you could feel it, you know? So I, I said, wait, 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 wait. I said, fuck it. I wait, started wait, stealing the porno up. mag and going to the fucking. Hold up. No, don't rush this. I, I would like. So, like, you're talking like coming out of the shower, how you yes. feel the heat. You could feel the jizz in that bathroom. It's, it's like when someone shits and then they take a hot shower. Yeah. It, it, you can feel the molecules of shit. Like, it's like the the. The the molecules actually absorb the shit stank, so you can actually move it's like them. It's shit like a matrix. Do. Yeah, it's like shit fog. And, and when this people would go jizz in this, fog? yeah, this is like jizz fog. You'd walk into a bathroom <laughs> and you could feel the jizz in the air, and you smell it, and you're just like, I can feel it in the air. You hear Phil Collins and shit <laughs> yeah. in your ear, and you're trying to you're trying to beat your dick, and and everyone knows what you went in the bathroom for. Like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> And it was never like a quick in and out. Was there like shame as you walked to the bathroom? Oh, yeah. You never had to make – everyone looked at you because they wanted you to know that you saw what they just did. But you like kind of like never would make eye contact. You kind of look down on the ground or like, what? And they look at you like, what? Like, what? <laughs> no, no, fucking shit, man. Jesus hey, Christ. You, when you walked out of there too, were you like exhausted? <laughs> yes. You're like – Fuck! I need another break again. <laughs> you know, and, it, and you you try to like turn the water on really loud. You're like pulling yeah. the paper towels from the machine to let them know that yeah, I washed my hands. Tapping your feet a lot so yeah. that nobody's hearing it. You're just like acting like oh man. All the ways you had to today. jack off before you were a goddamn grown man. Like, do you remember jacking off in the house? You were like a goddamn meerkat in the savannah because the minute you heard something, you like stop. Yeah. Popped up looking like a fucking prairie dog. Is there a lion coming? Now as a grown up, it's just like. I- I'm going to jack off in the house I own. Oh, he almost got me again. He almost got the nip pitch. If you're a member, that's the only way you can actually see the podcast. And uh, if you want to see our two fat dudes and two pugs uh, sleep while we talk, tell stories about jacking off, well, you, boy, oh, boy, are you fucking missing out if you're not a member. Did the lesbian chick go in there to work the bean? So, so yes. Yes, she did, nasty little bitch. And, (laughs) and. I got kind of like tired of being slut shamed. <laughs> I had were to you, do. You were getting shamed more than anybody else. Yeah, because you're like, the, I was the young kid, and all these guys were like <laughs> in the 30s, 40s. 50s. We had like a 60, 65 year old guy. He was like fucking. I don't know. If he had to Germany. take a blue pill before he jacked off. Yeah, no, he was in there, and I'm like, oh, come on, man. And <laughs> Did you guys leave the porn in there? Listen, I've never, ever, ever, ever had this conversation with any of those employees. Yeah, but. It was an unspoken <laughs> yes. We know. We keep the porno under the sink. Okay. There's Did you like, ever see it moved too? So yes. You- yes. <laughs> That's how you knew. You're like, yo. I did not collate these like this. I had her this magazine on top and this at the bottom. And then, then when the magazine pages started getting sticky, you're like, all right, enough. Did you enough. ever just switch the magazine? Yeah. No. Well, no. This is what this is what this is what happened. 
I got drove to like, all right, fuck this. Enough's enough. I'm tired of being shamed, slut shamed from pleasuring myself on break. <laughs> so I started tearing out the good, the good, the good, uh, the good pages. And I took like a whole collection, like a, like a, a stash and I folded them up like, like mission impossible and walked out kind of like, and they can look at me and I'm like, I'm kind of panicking. Like, Oh, they know, they, <laughs> they know. know, they know I've tore some of the good pages out. So I fucking went outside to the back parking lot where the police parked. And it was this, there was this, uh, big giant fucking semi trailer that we used for storage. And in the very, 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 very back, there was this tiny, tiny, like one foot by one foot window and I would sit on this like pallet full of paper and I would spread out my the best pages. The best pages like were all F, like an FBI's like serial yes. killer wall with everything, 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 everything but the yarn. Yeah. So I got a, I got the best pages all laid out. And by the way, um, you gotta pick your poison. Yeah. When you get into the trailer, uh, you either roll the door and you keep it up and be and, and under the threat of you might get seen. <laughs> Because they could just walk up and see you jacking off 50 feet down a dark tunnel. <laughs> or you close the door, and then they're like, why in the world would you close this door? It's hotter than hell, kind of like this podcast room. And then they're questioning, like, yo, are you jacking off? Because <laughs> we already know we've been jacking off in the bathroom. And I kind of started feeling a little, uh, little guilty because, like, I felt like, Shortly after I had snagged some of the good pages, maybe I got my I got my guy a little little greedy. I took some of the centerfolds <laughs> out. I, I I didn't take any of like the cigarette ads and shit. Say, out. All the cigarette ads and the Playboy mixology shit. Yeah. like the how to make the perfect martini still in there. Yeah, it's it's like the fucking the, like the comics and the fucking uh, the editorials are in there. All the centerfold and the good spreads are fucking folded up like the Schindler's List. Like I've rammed them in my ass and snuck out to the. The trailer. Where Old they, Andy snuck out all the good cooch pictures to jack off inside so, of the trailer. No, sometimes they would go in the bathroom and I would. We make that awkward eye contact, and they came out like disappointed, like they had just watched a horrible movie. <laughs> but they couldn't tell you, and they didn't yes. know. And then you all had to fake it because the person who wasn't angry about the tearing out the pages yes. was the one who did it. Yes, because I'm like, oh man, everything. Hey, uh, hey guys, I reorganized the shop uh, yesterday. <laughs> And there was one time I I, I had to – when my job was like to – Who originally put the magazine there? We, no one knows. <laughs> I don't know. It was there before me. It's, it's just, like you It's the a, way our people did before our people's people. It's a Playboy 1967. <laughs> just been there. I started wondering if, if the manager, this guy named Hugh, I wonder if he – I started wondering, hmm, I wonder if he put it there because I had a really, really cool manager, but the, uh, the boss above him was a real asshole. Um, but – uh. I would fucking go to the back of this trailer and I would roll the door down because I'm like, yo, if they roll up on me, they're not going to lift the door up to see if I'm in here. So I was fucking spreading my fucking pages like a collage on the back of this pallet while I'm jacking off, looking through this little ass window like I was like Anne Frank up in the attic, just violently beating my dick. Hopefully the Gestapo doesn't find me up in here. Uh and I would come out of that fucking thing 10 pounds lighter. I would be drenched. I had to start 
bringing change of clothes. <laughs> to go jack off in the trailer. Swear to God. Swear to God. You did that thing. So you said if you roll the door open, they would catch you. Or if you rolled it down, they oh, would Oh, the fear know. of catching. They never, right, actually right. never caught me. But if you rolled it down, they wouldn't. They would know, but they couldn't prove. And that's what Only I, if they caught you in there because yeah. you're like, yo, you're doing some weird shit in well, here. Why'd a, you close the damn roll, the, the, the fucking giant bay door? That's My lawyer used to tell me, you got to get over the fear of them knowing you're guilty you just got to fear them proving you're guilty. Yeah. And he used to say, get over the fear of them knowing you. Because you'd be like, anytime oh. I come back, I had to like look for something out in the parking lot. I'd like, I started getting slick. I'd grab a broom and shit and a dust <laughs> I'm sweeping out the truck. Is there any way I can get a Gatorade and a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like tired as shit. I'm like, yo, oh. Oh, man. Sometimes I would use my lunch break to go in there and beat my dick. <laughs> but thank God, whoever put that little ass window at the back, something tells me I wasn't the first man to go be jacking off in there because... I just couldn't handle the shame of being a young man knowing that I got judged as soon as I walked out of the bathroom. Imagine, imagine if your boss walks in, he rolls it up, and he sees you, and you got your dick in the hand, you got all your magazines up like fucking usual suspects, and yep. he just looks at you, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, listen, he's like, there's a goddamn fan under here, boy. You don't use the fan to jack off. Oh, man. It was... was It was one of those jobs where the hardest part of the job was staying awake and yeah. not like fucking blowing your brains out. I've been out. there before. Man. That that was that job, and I actually it was the first job that I ever got fired from. And I remember feeling like the moment you get fired as a young man, you literally feel like you failed at life. You feel like the it biggest really does sack matter like that when you're a young guy. It's psychologically, to this day, I still feel guilty. And what it was. As you know, it get come three, four o'clock, man. That five o'clock, six o'clock hour. Oh my god, that was that's that's when time went backwards yeah. for me. And uh, one one time, I went to the back of the warehouse, the same place I was jacking my dick, and um, not the same spot, but the same job. And uh, I had went to sleep back behind some pallets. Ooh, did you finish jacking off and passed out? No, this was non jacking related, non jack related. And I remember uh, the owner had like a, a Ford Explorer. It, was, it said Eddie Bauer edition. I remember like, the Eddie Bauer. Yeah. Like, wow, these rich motherfuckers. And this hot ass fucking daughter uh, that went to Boone, where I went also one year. And then uh, his wife was hot as fuck. And she was so sweet. And I remember every Friday when we got our paychecks, they would come over. And she would hand deliver the paycheck to you. And she'd always give you like a big candy bar or Ooh. something. And they really like it was something little like that that just made me feel like oh they really care appreciate it because the the owner was a nice guy, um, but the rest of the you know the people they were all degenerate assholes and we were always like trying to scheme on shit and it was this old sailor guy named Bob and I feel like he actually was the one who drove me home the day I got fired and it was like it was like he was my dad that wasn't there and he was just like oh you're really fucked up kid <laughs> what did you, you do to get fired. I, I had fell asleep. Oh, behind. that was when you made the you made the fortress and yeah, fell asleep. Yeah, I made a little on? fort, and fort they had pill- they had like a, a a PA in the in the warehouse, and I guess I had hit the sleep so hard that I didn't hear them calling my name on the loudspeaker, and I guess the one who, guy who hated me started scouring the the fucking property looking for me, and uh, I remember waking up and you're fired, screaming. <laughs> he caught me sleeping. And I don't know how long I'm, I don't know how long I was sleeping, but I was I got fired that day, and I felt like I had let down a lot of the guys there because like a lot of them, you know, I was a hardworking guy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, was it jacking off in the trailer every now and then? Yeah, 
Did I fall asleep? Yeah. Okay. Did you jack off in the trailer like every day? Oh, uh, like once a week. <laughs> it was like my Friday? Wednesday. No, Wednesday? it was my Wednesday. It was mid-week? like midweek, get me through the rest of the week type of shit. I had to I had to wake up at like five, had to be there at six AM. It, it was hell. When I when I, I worked for a little bit at the Bonkers Comedy Offices, every comic in Orlando does. And you work at the offices over there helping book shows. And we all had an agreement that one day a week one of us didn't have to do shit. You just had That's to good... show up. Uh so it it'd be a lot of times where I'd be like, I had the Thursday. Oh, kinda like here. Yeah. <laughs> I had the Thursday, you don't have to do shit day. But only if everything got done. You know, like we had to make sure everything got oh, done. So all twist. of us so all of us had a don't do shit day. But uh, we used to have this guy, Alan, and on his don't do shit day, he would come in wasted ass drunk and sit there and fall asleep on his chair with his head hanging back, just snoring throughout the whole office. And then he would go to his truck and drink. And he was one of those guys who who you'd be like, Alan, you're wasted. He'd be like, what? What? And I'm like, dude, we have a rule here. Everybody knows we have a don't do shit day. Everybody comes in here high as fuck. Some people would come in tripping on their don't do shit day. And Alan, I'm like, you're wasted. And he was one of those guys who'd be ashamed of like, what? His eyes were red as fuck. His skin was dripping. He smelled the vodka. He'd be like, what's this? Where's this coming from? Where's this coming from? Why are you attacking me? Yeah, that's how he'd be like. He'd be like, wasted. Wasted. I would go to uh, take uh, shit breaks. I worked at a four-point Sheridan. And uh, at a hotel, and I was the manager of a restaurant there. It was like a fine dine restaurant that a bunch of, like, criminals were basically running. And then the management of the hotel, everything was like – it was like, you ever go to a job place and you're like, wow, I am the best employee here? (laughs) Like, everyone was stealing shit. They were stealing, like – when we had the food distributor, uh, Cisco, were coming in, like, bringing, like, fucking crates of lobster and shit. And they were fighting over who was like they were stealing everything it was like crazy and i'd came in right when like they were kind of like trying to figure they were onto it but um i would i would kind of fuck with them a little bit because i was the only gringo there and housekeeping and uh fucking the maintenance department they weren't fucking with me because i didn't i don't like rice i hate i don't eat rice and one of my responsibilities was was cooking cooking the 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 like family meal the employee buffet uh for lunch and there went by months where, like, literally, they were like about to. It, you thought they were about to riot. They were trying to storm the kitchen, and a couple of them, some of the guys, would come in because you wouldn't I, cook rice. Yeah, because they're like, hey, hey, and I, and they would start fucking with me, and I started getting mad because I was like, all right, now fuck y'all, y'all can't be coming up in my shit. I'm up in your shit. It was very like, well, it was very fucking dairy territorial, and it started getting to the point to where. They were like they had it against me. It, w- it was damn near racism, basically. Yeah. They were like, "Fuck this white guy. We gotta get him out of here. He's fucking up our shit." And uh, I was hiding some of the bags of rice and some of the so pinto that you would have to cook it. So they were going in my storage unit into the storage, uh, yeah. the the fucking uh, closet where where all the the shit was, and then they were pilfering through shit trying to find it. Well, I had took some of them, and there was like this fire escape ladder. I had put up some of the boxes of uh, rice into the attic of this like fucking restaurant. Like how I did like a dope stash house. No, listen, and and uh, yeah, that was when I first started like partying a little bit. Yeah, and not sleeping, and then having to go to work the next day. So I would show up, and then I would talk to this this Mexican dude. I kind of like. It was, I did like a, 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 a charades game. Like, hey, me, gringo, going to sleep upstairs. <laughs> Yell, do, uh, uh, um, if someone comes. Give me the heroin falcon. So here I am in this chef jacket, 
the red – I had to wear, like, the chef hat, like, yeah. chef or ID and shit. Climbing upstairs, the, this metal stair, like, uh, ladder shit system up into the attic. And I'm sleeping, like, Anne Frey, quietly up on this all these pallets of rice that I had been collecting. Because they were, like, getting so angry coming in there, like, where's the rice? Where are the beans? And I'm like, god damn – I'm giving you these gems. I'm giving you hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken. And <laughs> these in, gems. And, and these ungrateful Spanish motherfuckers did not want to eat my goddamn gringo food. And I've always been a good cook. And you would see them angry. They would come up to the buffet and they would have like a stare down with me like, oh. I'm giving you again, these huh? gems. And they were like grabbing the tongs with disgust, like loading their plate up like, oh, fish sticks, huh? <laughs> oh. They were so mad. And they didn't pay for this, by the way. Yeah. This is like a free thing. I think they were trying to like say, hey, let's be nice to our employees so they stop stealing everything. Yeah. But it didn't stop. And then one day, Fish this skinny, tall, like um, redneck dude from Louisiana came in and he was the new manager of the whole hotel, the whole thing. And I, I might even have his phone number still. Um, he had this whole like, hey, let me talk to you. And I was like, oh, God, what's going on? He's like, hey, man, listen, uh, I need you to give him the fucking rice. <laughs> he was like having like, I guess he had negotiated. I think he was only reason why he got the job because he spoke Spanish. Yeah. And I remember finding out later that his wife was uh, Spanish. So they brought him in to like literally cause like a, a ceasefire Mike, on talk, the Spanish. I'm going to talk to rice on the real side, Mike. They got a hit on you. Yeah. <laughs> they got paper on your name, no, kid. No, uh, one, uh, one night uh, I was out at the club, and I remember being like, yo, I'm not going to go to sleep. So my homie uh, drove me to my job. Sometimes I had to be there at 5, 6 in the morning to open up the kitchen and get every, the, the continental breakfast for all the guests of the hotel ready. And I remember I caught, I caught two of these motherfuckers stealing shit from the walk-in. And they looked at me, and they just knew instantly – and then I, it was like almost like, damn, am I being like set up or something? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I wasn't trying to snitch. Yeah. But the, the 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 new white dude, fucking redneck guy, came in. and He's like, and he was like, listen, I'm not asking you because I'm your manager of the whole fucking hotel here at Four Point Sheridan. But uh, you seen people staking some shit? Listen, man, we got to do this white thing together, brother. Yeah, no, okay. he was he was basically like asking prison me, rules. You tribe up with me. Yeah, no, he was basically saying, hey, man. uh, we know shit's being stolen, and I know it's not you, but can you just confirm? I'm not asking you to point fingers. Do you yeah. know what's happening? And I kind of like was like, Ugh. I'm sitting here with my fucking red chef or ID hat. Like, Ugh. I just want to go to bed, man. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. he's like, I can give you the rest of the week off. I was like, oh, yeah. I seen him, I seen him stealing shit. I was like, I seen him stealing the shit. And, 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 and yes, I've been, I've been hiding the rice. It's in the attic. Give me a golf cart. I'll roll around and point to people. Armando, come here. Armando's yeah, been stealing. Uh, <laughs> bro, it was the weirdest job. I would love to see the upstairs attic area, too. There's like a rice bed. It's like made for hey, you. To- no, real, real talk. There might be rice up still up in that motherfucker <laughs> right now. you never told anybody? It, it's, on, it's on 192 in Kissimmee, Florida. I don't know what it's called now, but I know the building's still there. It was a four-point Sheridan, and the name of the restaurant was called Fusions. But now it had, like, changed. I think it turned into a Ramada or something. But, uh... It's it's. Did you, you never tell them about the rice? No, I did. I did. I did confess the rice because I didn't want them to think I was. But you never told them where it was hidden. I don't know if you I don't remember. Give I don't the remember stash, I did or not, so later I, on, you I thought. Deal. I think I remember the time thinking like, okay, they're trying to set me up. But then I was like, yo, I don't want them to think I'm fucking stealing goddamn bags yeah. of rice. 
and then he just confined him and he was always he always had my back and i remember this fucking lady who became my manager eventually she hated me and she had heard the the stories of me like doing what the fuck i wanted and then there was like a uprising in the in the latino community against my gringo ask at this fucking restaurant cuz i was like they were being assholes. They were trying me. I, they were disrespectful as fuck. I was like, fuck yeah. y'all. Y'all ain't getting shit today. I would start smiling. I started whistling. Start uh, putting in the, uh, the warmers into the – it was like a big highland, uh, yeah. uh, an island. I'd go out there and wave. I was so nice to always the guests, and they just like, oh, he's unfireable. They were angry as fuck. It just went on for so long. And then uh, eventually one day I had like literally like fucking – I was like dying. I had like 102 fever. And I had to come open up the kitchen, and I had to tell my boss, like, yo, I ain't coming in. She's like, oh, she's screaming. And I'm like, what? I'm fucking dying, bitch. Like, what the fuck? And I remember, like, she said I was fired, but the white guy, he was like, no, nah, you're not fired. But I was like, man, I'm done with this shit. I, yeah. can't, I, I can't fight the, the, the Spanish rebellion. I can't. Yeah. I might as well just lay, lay down my you sword know, and go, go was, along my way. There was a piñata. Of oh you, yes, and there was a celebration. That whole lunch, nothing could get done because they're just beating the. Yes. And then when they beat it open, all the rice spilled out. <laughs> it, it was like when uh, God delivered the Israelites. They were like, "We are finally free. The yeah. Gringo has died." Somebody who works at that hotel is going to look at you and be like, "Holy shit, man! You know, you look like this mural that we got in the back of my restaurant, <laughs> but instead you don't have cocks in your mouth." <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a stand down for a long time, and I was like, you know, fuck it. Let those motherfuckers eat their beans and rice. And it was only because they were just disrespectful and trying me and they were talking shit and, you know, like, you know, just, they were, I was, I was the new guy and, and they were running, they were stealing, they were basically feeding families in BFL, uh, uh, BVL, yeah. Bonafatura Lakes, which is basically like, it's, we call it little Puerto Rico in Osceola yeah. County. And, uh, yeah, they were fucking eating like kings and queens. And Goya was fucking flying off the shelves, fucking going home in <laughs> Honda Civics, and motherfuckers were eating. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just fucking yeah, I didn't. I Did you ever leave. jack off at that job? No, I, I think I was too tired. <laughs> you I, didn't go up to your rice den and just yeah. beat off. <laughs> no, but there were times I'd, I'd be sleeping up in there, like, and then. I panic sometimes because I would start snoring. I wake myself up. I'm like, oh shit! If I just woke up, I know that I'm gonna give myself away. So I'd go further back into like the attic, the crawl space, and stuff. Like I had, dude, I could do a whole podcast on the jobs and the stories and the bullshit. And like, I could tell you so many stories of shit. Like, just that's why I think I'm at where I'm at now because I just knew that like someone right now is listening to this on the job, and I just want you to know, and I know Miguel can relate. That we feel your pain. We've yeah. been there. I hope somebody's jacking off to this on the job right now. If I want people to hit us up and tell us where you jack off on the job. Yeah. Like, I want to know. Like, I've, like Chris, where do you jack off on the job? Where's your secret spot here? Behind the desk. Behind the desk that's where Piper shits, too. That's good. Or, or the bucket of piss fucking filters down into. Solved that mystery. You know, um, like, I get a lot of messages uh, from the, the listeners, and they're like, yo, man. Y'all's two hours of shit literally gets me through the day. And that's why we're just so fucking thankful that they listen and, and even more to the to the members because we're gonna we're gonna start doing an extra bonus episode at least once a week. So you're gonna get one more extra show out of us if you're a member. And uh we know how it feels, man. Like dude, Howard Stern and a lot of these like talk radio shows, they would get me to the eleven o'clock hour early in the morning. 
just I would have, you know, I'd be doing tile or stonework on a construction site, you know, doing ungodly roofing work and just escaping in your mind because physically is it some jobs are obviously shittier than others, shittier than others, obviously, but it's the mental status. And if you can control that and you're around some cool people, because nothing makes it worse than when you have like a shitty coworker or they're always like trying to tell on each other or one up each other. There's always the suck up the tattletale guy, you know, and the overachiever that makes everyone look bad. You got to be like, yo, man, you need to calm down. You're making look like shit. You know, everyone's dealt with those different people. But when you got a cool group of people you can work with, it almost doesn't necessarily become a job. It, it just becomes like, yo, I got to be here. But then, you know, it, there's been times where, you know, it's just I would like be like, God, I've got to do something. I cannot just go from job to job and hope that. You know, we've all had that job. We're like, yo, I love this job at first, that honeymoon phase. Yeah. And then you're like, I could do this forever. I used to, when I was in high school, right after high school, I got a job working at Best Buy. And uh, I could have done the job forever. The job, like, the job was just working in the warehouse, loading up the trucks, unloading the trucks, everything like that. And half of the guys I worked with were great. And the other half were the old, bitter assholes. Yep. And that's what killed me from that job because sometimes truck would come in. I think it was like Tuesday night or Monday nights. We had truck. It would come in. You'd work at night. You'd unload the whole truck. And and we would beast that shit and just unload the fuck out of everything. And then we'd be done kicking it. And uh, it, it was great. That night crew was good. And then I would come in like the next day to work with the day crew. And they'd be like, oh. You know, the Sonys, they're supposed to be on this shelf, and now they're on this yeah. one. And There's I'm always like, yeah. that one guy or group of people that took yeah. it way too serious. And the motherfuckers would be like, well, we need to move them. And I'm like, no, we don't. They're all on one shelf. It's organized with the – we would move the name to what it was. Because what it would be like is the Sony TVs were heavy as fuck, the Sony Wagas. So we'd unload them and put them on the shelving area right by the truck. And then we'd just ta- – and this wasn't in the store. This was in the warehouse. And then we would just take the sign and be like, this is Sony now. This is it. But the guy would be like, no, well, that's not how I like it. That's not how I like it. And I used to make this fort of shit, too, to bring up your, like, sleep fort. I would make this fort where you could slide <laughs> in. It was about – there was the width of it. It was about the same width of this table. But uh, you could go behind it, and I would just sit back there. And this is before iPhones and shit. I would have a, uh, a CD player, a Sony CD player, and I would just listen to my music back there and hide out. And I would hear everybody walking around and everybody – but nobody would be looking for you because everything was done. That's what – I'd make sure everything was done and then chill. And I literally had this guy work with, not even a fucking manager or anything. He would just be like, what are you doing back there? And I was like, everything's done. I just want to kick it for an hour and a half, right before store closes, and then we'll clean up. He's like, there's always something to do. And I'm like, bro, we are the same fucking position. Like, we are the same guy here. We are both stalkers. There's always a motherfucker trying to get some shit. There's always a motherfucker who thinks that if you're having a good time and getting things done, that that's not good. Yeah, no, I, I definitely sense that. My mentality was always to turn the shitty job into some type of fucking game and make it like competitive because I I was, you know, an athlete. You know, I was I was an athlete that was turning into a fat leaf and I was <laughs> accepting the reality that I wasn't going to be playing sports the rest of my life and that's a hard thing to do with some people like you go you, Did you, you know, think when you were younger, did you think you were you were going to be a collegiate athlete? Um well, I, I was a college athlete for two years. That's what I was saying, but when profe- you were- professional, there was a small part of me thought that, man, one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be like six inches taller or like 
you know, eight inches taller. I'd always hear stories about like people growing like over the yeah. summer, like a foot tall. I'm like, oh my god! But did you even really think you were going to be collegiate? Because that's a big deal. You played collegiate ball. Yeah, um, I knew that I had an, I had, I was good enough to play college, but I knew I wasn't going to be like a fucking a phenom. But I always had the mentality that I was going to work harder than everyone else. So yeah. as much as y'all have heard me stories about jacking off and falling asleep on the job and shit, I was actually one of the most hardest working people I know. And it was only because I used that as leverage because I knew that I could get the schedule that I wanted. And I knew that I would be the highest paid and I'd get away with the most shit. I basically tried to outperform everybody and then shit on everyone to make them look so horrible. <laughs> look at Christian shaking his head. Look at Christian shaking because his head. <laughs> I knew that if I was better than everyone else, that <laughs> I was going to have weekends off. There was times where we had like The Mike Busey mentality is not about teamwork. No, it's no, it was. About, I will but you, shit you could, on everyone. <laughs> no, but you, could, you couldn't rely on some of these motherfuckers. Some of these guys like. So they're just they, jacking off in trailers? No, I would be like training them. You know, because uh, they, I'd be like, the first question I'd start asking after like a year of like just them, I'd go through the whole routine, the whole fucking bullshit, and then I'd be like, yo, this is how you butter the bread. You know, you got to flip it over here. And I'm like, if you want to know my advice, I'll show you how to do this really fast. Watch this. I'd have like a little trick. Because some of the shit that I did was painful. You're bent over. You're leaning over. You're washing dishes. You're, you're cooking shit in a hot-ass fucking uh, smoke pit. You're doing all this crazy shit you don't want to fucking do. So I always had the mentality like, yo, l- be fast. And and it was obviously influenced by the degenerate, like, 30-year-old uh, disgruntled coworkers I had. So they were always shitting on the young guy. And I had a great group of guys around me that were literally, like, honestly, to this day, I feel like they influenced um, uh, influenced to who, to who I am today. Because they were, like, the sour fucking realityist, like... You know what? You think you're dating that girl? She's going to be fucking sucking one, sucking some dick right now. You're at the job trying to save all your money after you get her fucking Walmart Valentine's Day Don't card. Don't tell me that. Let me show you how I bought I'm like, no, bread. I love her. She's the one. They're like, yeah, right. And then slowly but surely, you would see that they were right, and you're like, fuck. So you started like that fantasy bullshit in your head about life started slowly diminishing, and they were the dream crushers. And these guys would tell you like straight up like, yo, it's a doggy dog world. And then they weren't even like they were just starting it. They had been in, you know, for a little while, so they weren't that dis- that disgruntled. But they also like didn't want you to like make extra work for them. So they would be, you know, let's do what's fair, do what's right. But they also were like, you know, you're so fucking slow, you stupid motherfucker. I could have a goddamn Down syndrome fucking twelve year old in here doing this fashion, you stupid idiot. And then they would be like, "What the fuck?" And then you, and then, then they kind of like made me feel like they were like my bigger brother that I never had. So then you wanted to make them proud sometimes too. You're, you're a victim like, of abuse. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you just you like, like we, we knew that. I mean, fuck, fuck you, you goddamn slow fucking mongo. Also, I am your brother. I love you. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> so it would work, and I would be like, happy. I'd be like, yo, I just, I just made all this clothes on ten minutes. Fuck y'all. And I would be like, there was one job I sat down on a milk crate for fucking hours, and we, we had to roll potatoes, and you had to take out this sheet of tin foil. You had to pull it out, and there, and and here's the thing. You think some of this shit's like oh, whatever? You ever see like those videos of factory workers doing some oh, crazy it's my, shit? That's my hell. That's my hell. Well, that's what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah. So I had to always look at it and study it. Like, 
how can I get the foil out oh. of this? And how do I make it land on my lap and then grab the potato and I would roll it down my my leg like you're rolling like a like a, a dough roller. Yeah. And then you'd have to twist it and then turn it. And then you would do it and then you'd have to repeat it and you'd do it and repeat it. But then you like every now and then you would unlock the Da Vinci code like, oh, I figured it out. And so you would like kind of keep it secret and you would brag. They you were, walk like, in, Mike's floating with his eyes glowing. Like, yeah. He's reached potato existentialism. He's yes. Like, I realize you don't roll the potato. You roll the room around the potato. Yeah, no, there were times where I had unlocked some special powers on how to, like a cheat code on the job. You're like, oh, yeah, you, we got to crush all, we got to fucking break down these cardboard boxes. Well, guess what? I got something for you. And I would be so proud. Like, so I was so desperately wanting to hear, wow, that's great. And the owner, he, uh, he, was, he was older than me, and he was, his name was Jason Yeasel. Uh, and his uh, a horrible name. His family owned. Uh, he was the son of the owner, and he was basically the owner manager, whatever. Papa Yeasel. I had I had tricked some of these uh, fucking nasty ass haggard fucking Marlboro fucking cigarette smoking waitresses. It looks like they got fired from like Mel's Diner in the fifties and shit. They're still holding on. They're licking their lips, listening to share on their break, like just smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I I had. I had like did the whole because they they fucking hated me because I started washing dishes there at Fat Boys in St. Cloud, and uh, I had figured all these little like secrets like oh oh my. Fat Boys barbecue days yeah. oh yeah so I would like kind of like oh oh you motherfuckers because if y'all don't know if you work in the restaurant industry the waitresses talk shit about everyone in the back to the customer so they they don't affect their tip yeah. And then the back guys talk shit about the waitresses. It's not to affect their performance. So it's a constant, and they're fake as fuck. So they'll talk shit about you at their table. That, oh, man, I'm so sorry. They got the new guy down there rolling the potatoes tonight. I'm so, or whatever be the case. And then they would come into you at the line and be like, hey, hey, Mike, listen, I got a real group of fucking assholes at table 12. Listen, can you please just just put a little more on there for me? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Fuck them. So you're disgruntled as shit, and you're back there. You're sweating. You're miserable. I was working it for five dollars and fifteen cents an hour. Okay, this was minimum wage. Minimum wage basically means we could would pay we pay you less if we could legally do it, but we we can't. And I would work there fucking forty hours and make like a hundred and fifty bucks, and being like, oh fuck, what the fuck is taxes? What is what is this? What is this fucking Medicare shit and all? What is all this stuff taking out of my check? Like, like, I don't yeah, like when I was a kid and I got my first job and they were taking out Medicare, I was like, "Cool, so I could just go to a hospital for free?" And they're like, "No, yeah, Social I was Security." Like, what the fuck, I'm not retiring anytime. Yeah. I'm 16 years old. What the fuck are you talking about? So I would always play these like, like smiling at me, fucking with these waitresses so bad, and then to check in because they would be like, "All right, bitch, if you're gonna be rude to me, I'm gonna fucking make your night miserable." So it was always that like standoff with other employees. Like, which which would y'all want to do? Y'all want y'all want to team up and just get this shit done, or you want to be assholes and be petty? And a lot of times they chose petty, and I love being <laughs> did petty. Did they choose petty? Oh no, they did. <laughs> Sometimes they would come in, and there was like this little window, and all I could see is their fucking old fucking saggy titties and their fupas and i'd look down the window and they would drop their 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 plates and silverware off and sometimes these bitches drop those drop those dishes a little too hard i was like hey and i fucking had the little uh 
I had a Hobart fucking uh, wash machine with a, an extension arm, and it had the little fucking springy thing, the the, the, the spray nozzle. Yeah. And at the time, they would slap a little hard. I would go, psst, I'd spray them right under there, just drench these bitches to hit their fufa. And you'd hear them scream and fucking yell, and I would just play dumb. I would lie through my fucking fat teeth. I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did it one time like three nights in a row to this lady, and they had to like have her have a sit down. But I knew the power was that I was the fastest and the best at doing shit that I could just be like, I don't know, Jay, what her problem is with me. She every time she comes in and she just keeps throwing her dishes at me. What? And Spray I would, her fupa. That doesn't sound like me at all. Bro, you ever do something overachieving so hard at your job that you are aggravating people? Like I was cleaning the no one can clean dishes faster than me for first of all. <laughs> I would stack plates like ten high and then I took my little spring arm and I would take uh my Brillo pad and you knew that you couldn't just spray the nozzle into the plate. But I, I found out, especially breakfast, breakfast is the worst. It's the yolk and the grits and shit. Um, I would be like, oh, fuck, it's going to be a lot of scrubbing grits and fucking yolk. So I said, hmm, how do I load up these trays? I literally came up with an octopus assembly line like technique to being the fastest dishwasher. Why do you think they hated you for being fast well, when it only I, helped them? Let me tell you. I'm, I'm glad you asked, Miguel. Thank you. So I would stack these plates up. And sometimes I would like laugh and I'd be in the zone. I'd be listening to music. I'm like, yeah. And this is like, this is when like Limp Biscuit and Corn was fucking killing the game. And they were like, turn that shit down. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I'm like, mm, mm, I'm just getting all fucking crazy and shit. And I'm back there and I'm loading these plates up. And I realized that if I shoot the nozzle into the top, the water would cascade down each plate. So it was a way to soak the yolk and the, the grits and shit. And then I would scrub. And then I, with my left hand, I, and I know it sounds crazy, but you got to understand this. There, there was a small little cubicle area. It was like the size of two of these desks. And there was always like fucking soaking water. Your feet were squishing everywhere you walked. Your hands were pruny. And there was chemicals coming out of the wash. So they was literally, it was uh, dehydrating your hands. So you'd start getting raspberries. Your hands would break out. There was a ways you had to, there was a method to this shit. To this day, I'll smoke. Will my back blow out probably in the first hour? Yes. But I will smoke it. I can fucking load You don't think there's a kid no, in no. a dish pit right now? There's a kid in India? And he might have a fucking like a, you a don't think advantage. there's like some tiny ass little dude in a dish pit right now that'll smoke you? Not 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 in my prime. No, absolutely. No, not. that's what I mean right now though. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I'm okay. I, my I can't even, I can barely do dishes now. I lean over the sink, my back blows. I'm like, oh fuck. But there were times where I sh- I swear to God, and I'm not trying to be I'm not even trying to be entertaining right now. I'm being dead honest with our listeners and our viewers. There was times where I was literally scrubbing one hand and then grabbing it and then stacking it. There's like a time you realized it was a third arm coming out of you. Yeah. You're like, I was like, oct- I call it octopus. But why did they hate you? Because I would fucking be backing them up because they had the roll silverware. And the worst thing, I learned how to soak it in this little bin. And then I had a whole little system up top. There was where I put my cups. Down here's where I grab my plates. I have a flat rack. I have a spike rack. And I have loading them, send them, blah, send it around. Then I would take my foot and I would kick it open, and then I'm twisting over here and I'm grabbing. I think of those somewhere. octopuses in cartoons. Yes, they're like no, working I'm telling thing. you, that's what I was doing, bro. But why? But you got to get to I'm the trying hate to tell kid. you. Just listen. I'm trying to set the let the, the listener. Vibe's been yes, set. no, no. You don't understand. Whatever yeah. you're thinking, think crazier. 
people would come in. This is before camera phones. They would be like, oh, my God. They would just stare at me and look at it. Like, Tourists oh. would just come by? Well, they would talk about it. <laughs> They're like, we got the fastest dishwasher here on the north side of America. So the silverware, you had to do that a certain way. And I had, like, mastered that thing, too, because you would have to put them back in this special little rack with the forks, the knives, and the spoons, and then you send them out there. And when there was no tables, they get to go fucking bullshit. And they did do their side work, and then they would be fucking off. Well, I started realizing, oh, you bitches want to fuck with me, huh? Right. I knew this was going somewhere oh, like yeah. this. I was like, oh, y'all want to fuck with me, huh? Because they would slam shit down. They would they would talk shit. And then there was times where like I would be getting tips from being – I would bust their tables. Yeah. And uh, and that was an alliance saying you had to like talk, you had to check in. It was this one beautiful face, fat lady, big ass titties, <laughs> and she was older and she had a hot daughter. But I don't know, man. Sometimes I was like, damn, I kind of want to fuck her. <laughs> and she was so nice to me, so nice to me. She was like, hey, Mike, uh, you mind doing me a doing me a solid? I was like, oh, I got you. I go out there and bust her tables, and then fucking, uh, I think her name was uh, fucking um, fucking. No, Miss. We just called her Miss Davis. This yeah. old fucking short gray haired fucking bitch. She's like, you know what? I'm about tired of seeing you bust everyone else's tables, but mine. I'm like, well, I'm about tired of you fucking throwing these goddamn plates around here and fucking getting me wet and soaking me. While I'm gonna busting my ass, you fucking old bitch. And the boss will come in. Hey, we got everything. Oh, everything's good. Just me. And Both just- you guys are like laughing. Oh yeah, we're like, hey. And then when, as he walked out, like, I'll get you next time, bitch. Well, I, I when I realized that I could shit on them. By taking their free time and making them work, and they had to roll the silverware. So I would always make sure the silverware was up to their fucking ears. I would do silverware so fast, and you'd have to. The best way to do it is you didn't want to. Uh, you the, the forks would get you, so you grab the forks. So I would be like, all right, forks go. I grab the forks and I stack them and I collate them into the little basket because you had to put them in a separate thing, sent to the machine. And uh, I would just fucking back him up, and you would hear him like, <sighs> "Enough of silverware!" And then the the manager, was like, "No, we need to start rolling silverware. If you ain't got a table, roll the silverware." And they, it took them a while. It took them like months, but finally they came up to me one day. They started like bringing me like uh, snacks and stuff. Like, "Hey, hey, Mike, I went to Pizza Hut across the street. You want some?" And the first, like, couple pizzas they brought in, I wouldn't eat because I was like, no, these bitches did something to this shit. I don't trust them. Well, I started seeing other people eating it and stuff. And then they, I think of it like a wild animal. No, <laughs> listen. Bringing him food. They he's had, just staring at it for a while. We had, we had a banquet room, and they had to literally have, like, a union waitress meeting, the kitchen versus the back room guys. And then one of these old hags, like, fucking formed a fucking, like, hey, stop fucking with Mike because he's going to make our life miserable. He's young and he's strong and powerful, and he's, he's got. He's <laughs> I like. Got, I like how this is how they, they probably were like that no. asshole Mike is fucking things up. I like how in your story he's young, strong, and powerful. Yes, I was with beautiful eyes and, and a soul, and he's better than everyone and everything. And they knew that I was I was uh, buddies with the owner because like they knew like I would literally work circles around people just so I could. And and there was they could have fired me every day on the job. I was literally doing. 
I, one of my things, I'd go into the walk-in. Jack off? No, I'd cool off because it was so nice and cold in there. And I would take some of the spear pickles and I would take the, the beans and some wrap it with some cheese. And to this day, I still love eating pickles and cheese and just eating it. And I'd go in there and decompress. And sometimes they'd catch me. I'm like, oh, like in my mouth and shit. I'm like, oh. I like how your political strategy is always enemies. More enemies. <laughs> no, it's because you had to like, you had to show the owners. Most of the places I worked were like for like private business and stuff. I worked at a lot of corporate shit. I worked for Disney and everything. You know, you had to like, it, it just, it brought me a sick, twisted sense of pleasure. That's where it, com- it comes down to no, that it, part. Because I had a lot of fucking assholes in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the fucking workplace that would literally, like, if you're, you're a young kid, you, yeah. like, I'm 16, 17, 18 years old, they're looking at me like, fuck this guy, he's taking our job, and, and we don't want him here. So I fucking just worked harder than them. And, and I was an athlete. I was competitive. I didn't want to be like, because there were times jobs where, like, I was, like, not good enough at something. And they were looking at me like, yo, you got to fucking speed it up, player. We can't have you. And I'd be like, oh, no, I, no this can't be. This can't be. I, I had problems when I worked at the Hard Rock Cafe, actually re- remembering the fucking table sections. And I was like, fuck. And like, oh. they would tell me, the, the host was like, yeah, take them to table 12. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. And they're like, you, you took them to 1230, 32. You fucking up. And I would actually forget. Sit down, Piper. Go, go lay down. Go lay down. Um, control your pug on your side, Miguel. <laughs> um, fucking Piper Collect. I, I would, there was this, I don't know, it just made, it, same thing with UPS, everything, all these other jobs, these horrible fucking jobs I had. It just, it just, I knew that I would build to like, they would tell me sometimes, hey, we need you to come in Saturday. I'm like, nope, ain't doing it. And they're like, what do you mean? Did you just tell me you're not doing it? I was like, yep, not doing it. And then I'd be like, hey, I've been here three fucking years, guy. You go fucking get one of these other motherfuckers to come work your shitty-ass shift. I got shit to do. And I remember them looking at me like, oh, shit. And it was that moment. They had a time that they had that three-second window to check me, but they didn't. And then that's how I got away with it. And I always was trying to be faster, better, more efficient. And, and was I kind of slightly sucking up and trying to – move up the ladder yeah because i didn't want i always like would get salty i'm like yo you just fucking showed up here you ain't you ain't doing this when i worked at charlotte Rue's, the women's clothing store i would be like i would literally be tearing up and throwing away any fucking application that came from another dude and if the girl wasn't hot enough i threw that shit away too i was like we ain't having this nasty bitch work here i didn't i, I don't get called a uh, faggot all day from the heterosexual guys <laughs> To be hanging out with fat chicks, okay? You know how many times someone yelled, faggot, while I'm working at a women's clothing store? You know how many times I heard that shit? This is the early 2000s player. The political correct shit didn't show up, okay? Political, correct, political correctness ship was not in the fucking harbor at the time. So, yeah, a lot of people talked mad shit, thought I was gay, working at a women's clothing store. So, yeah, if, if and then, then I would see some dudes that definitely looked like them, definitely suspect, Show up like the next week. Hey, I want to put my application in, and he was like rude to me. I'm like, hey, player, you're doing this all wrong. I'm the guy here. I'm the the, the only non-gay dude who works on here for the East Coast for Charlotte Russe. You ain't coming up and fucking up my operation, player. That this application, I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'll get it to a manager straight to the fucking trash. <laughs> and if it was some nasty bitch, I'm like, oh hell no, nah, I ain't not. Nah, I ain't going through all this to do this shit for you. And then you had like the hot girl that would try to sucker me in the shit. Hey, Mike, can you take? Can you do these go backs for me? I was like, go, I was like, goddamn, you have a whole rolling rack here. What, 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 how long you been here? I'd see they they've been there since like uh, ten a.m. and they, I'm like, this is the whole day. You didn't think, do none of these. I think a big part of of th- things that guys don't understand is if you didn't play the sucker enough when you were young, 
you'll end up playing the sucker when you're older. And I'm glad I got through like, that. I told Chris a story. Uh, I got a flat tire last week, and I told Chris a story about how this hot ass college girl had me change her tire when I was like 14 years old, and then it started pouring rain, and I was like, "Hey, can I get a ride?" And she's like, "Oh, I really can't give guys rides in this car," and just drove off and left me. Oh here. my god! Yeah, man, girls will try that shit. That's why, I like, when it comes to anything, relationships, work, you're supposed to spend. You know, from the time you're 13 to the time you're like 25. Okay, I'll give them a window. 25. You spend those moments, that 10 years or so of your life, get shitted on, yeah. work horrible jobs, yeah. fucking uh, fall in love and go crazy psycho and say some shit you'd be embarrassed about. Like, I love you, bitch. Do all that shit. Get it out of your system. Uh, and and then move on and be yeah. be a grown-ass man. And, and and not get caught up in that shit. Because when you hit 21, that's like the peak of your stupidity. Like, because you're stupid and you're also a full adult, basically, and everything. And then w- by the time you start getting close to 25, that should be the time you really watched a lot of people start doing well. That you're like, oh, my God, I fucked with this guy the whole time. And, you know, he, look at him. Look, he's doing great. He's been working in a business for, like, a t- couple years. Or Nothing will make you feel worse than you have a little fucking high school reunion in the produce aisle of Walmart. And this motherfucker got a bad bitch, got a nice car, and you're like, oh, yeah. I, t- I tell you what threw me when I was about 23, 24 years old. Uh, dudes I knew who went to college and joined the military, and I'm like, you got them officer? <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. this, is fucking, this is fucking Herschel. We used to call him Cheese. Uh, he used to light fucking Roman candles out of his ass. Yeah, and they're uh, more bitter because they're like, I'm not Cheese no more, yeah. boy. <laughs> And I'll fucking arrest your ass, you punk. Yeah. Oh, when homeboys or, or dudes you knew became cops, oh. that was always the weirdest. I'm like, Esteban, I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot arrest me for shit <laughs> because I remember me and you breaking into X amount of places together. That was when I was a kid. I was like, okay, I still have a Polaroid of you passed out with my nuts on your face. So I'm going to present that as exhibit A in the trial. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's, and this isn't for every cop, but there's, yeah. we, we definitely realize, uh, there's definitely, there was a couple like lesbian chicks I went to high school with that definitely signed up just to get back at their angry, like, you motherfucking piece of shit, man. I'm going to shit on you. I got pulled over by a dude I used to party with who went to another school called Stratford. His name was Andy Warren, and he became a cop. And that dude was the biggest drunk in the world. Like, he ran over a mailbox one time and then got out and passed out on the side of the road. And his dad was a fireman, so they fixed it. Uh, He, like, he smashed up cars. And literally, I'm driving. I'm in North Charleston. Uh, My car reeks of weed. I get pulled over. And here comes the cop. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And he walks up to the window. And I roll the window down. And he's like, hey, sir, license. And I was like, Andy? And he just looked at me. He's like, hey. And then the weed just smell hit him. He's like, oh, come on, man. That's all he said. Yeah, because they're like, don't make He's me do like, this. Yeah. I like, don't want to do this, Miguel. And I'm like, it didn't have to be this yeah. way, man. And I'm like, Andy, man. I was like, I'm just. We busy. were just kids, Miguel. <laughs> we didn't have to smoke those cigarettes during recess, man. Come on, man. Because I was visiting, too. At that time, I already lived in Florida. And he's like, <sighs> he's already like, oh, man. He's like, what do you, what do you do? I was like, man, I'm just trying to get back to EJ's house. I'm staying at EJ's. And he's like, man. He's like, Get out of here. Because <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you a good story. So um, uh, some of you have been following me for a while. There uh, was a guy who is still dear to my heart. Uh, his name was Weeble Wobble. And Weeble Wobble was from Mississippi. 
and he lived with me back at Sausage Castle 7, and we called him Weeble Wobble because the first weekend he stint at the Sausage Castle, he would get drunk. And he and here's the other thing. He had a lazy eye. He's a short guy. He didn't have a lazy eye. He had an eye that quit. Yeah, his, <laughs> eye, his eye never showed up. Yeah. And uh, Weeble Wobble was a nice dude. He was, the, he was like... Mil- he was Milton from Office Space. Yeah. Like, oh, he talked like st- Mickey Mouse. Where's my stapler? Where's my stapler? And he would get shitted on. I'd see girls hustling him, all this shit. And I, he was like, you know, if some of y'all know the dynamics between me and Robert, the photographer that no longer lives here, um, he was like that. And at times I had, I've, I think I've had them both in the same room. I'm like, oh my God, he's like my special needs kids right here, both of them in the same place. Well, Weeble Wobble would, uh, like like Miguel said, he talked like Mickey Mouse. Like, ah, what do you mean? Ah, what are you talking about? And he would get drunk as fuck and start weebling, wobbling. And you would think his like feet were in concrete, but they weren't. And he never would fall down. And uh, a lot of you in the room definitely know all about Weeble Wobble. This, and if you watch some of the Christmas specials we did, he was the guy like passed out sleeping and bloodshot red eyes. Yeah, I have, I have, I have like uh, a TikTok that I never really put anything on there. I've uploaded a couple things recently, but there's a TikTok that has over a million views of him and his eyes are bloodshot and he's covered in white like Christmas frost that we sprayed on him to look like the abominable snowman and shit. And uh, he, uh, he fucking, what was the story I was telling? Who knows, Mike? Is back at the old house. <laughs> I got pulled over by a cop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, oh, my God. Go. Oh, damn. You were so good at this. Um, <laughs> I have to be. So this guy, <laughs> he he wouldn't hurt a feather, but <laughs> but when he got drunk, he would be fun, loving, dancing around. He's like the dorky guy on the dance floor, like doing the robot and shit. Fun guy. Good guy. Fucking love him to death. He... he yeah, uh, he he's he will always be a part of my life. So we will. I know you're probably not listening, but if you are, I still love you, brother. But I'm about to tell you this story. Um, this motherfucker, couple times, got real, 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 real drunk. Not a couple times, actually. The the I remember the weekend Nami moved in. Nami, uh, one of our guys, he had put all his stuff on the pool table. Where Pat was seen fucking some girls dressed up like a leprechaun and shit on the camera, mm-hmm. and uh, one uh, the weekend that Nami moved in, uh, we wobble was already there, and he had put all this like expensive stereo stuff and giant speakers and all. It's like his basically like his bedroom. He was staging it, putting it there, figuring out where he's going to put everything. Well, uh, I didn't know Nami. Nami showed up and then was like, "Hey, uh, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, "Yeah, what's up?" He's like, "Hey, um." All my shit is like all over the ground and like flung around. And I'm like, I remember literally 24 hours with him, like, hey, you know, everything's good. No one's, you know, fucking fuck with your shit. You know, I was like over here giving him the reassurance talk. So I go, what? I go down there. I'm like, oh shit, damn, he's right. This shit kind of is flung around. I look on the camera, I go back, and I was like, oh, I wonder who did this. Like, who the fuck did this? Like, some someone went in there and we look at the camera and it was like, a drunk, disastrous weeble, like weeble, wobble, weeble, and he's in there, and he just stares at the wall, like looking at the door. And I think he like tried to go, he tried to walk through the door, and then he turned around, and like you could see like the pool table kind of like took his hip out a little bit, and then he kind of laid down, like he's like weakened at Bernie's, wasted, like dead, and something overtook him, and he started taking 
the stuff on the pool table and throwing it. And this is like speakers and stereo shit. And I'm watching this with this guy that I just met, watching this guy. He doesn't know. He doesn't know me. And I'm like telling him, oh, no, I don't know. It couldn't have been anyone here. And we're watching this motherfucker on the camera flinging his shit around. And I'm like, oh, my God, this drunk bastard. And there was a time where he attacked a guy who could uh, – Stitches, uh, the rapper he threw, Stitches. He threw the dog. He, he attacked, he attacked strip, uh, Stitches one time because he was wasted – Saying some, they they had he had said some shit to him, and he's like, oh, get and he jumped across, and Stitch is like, what the fuck, like choked him out, like beat his ass and shit real quick. Cop story though, what is this going? I, to? I'm trying to let the audience know, like this guy, <laughs> he would turn into like psycho, retard, strength, Superman, drunken asshole when he'd get wasted, wasted, wasted. Well, one time coming back from the club, um, he decided. Uh, to jump out of the car at an intersection on Colonial and Alafaya, or by UCF. He tried to, he didn't try, he got out of the car. And we're like, what the fuck, Weevil, get back in the fucking Was car. Was the car driving? Uh, we, we're at a red light, like, and he got out of this intersection. This is a ma- it's like yeah. one of the biggest intersections in America. This yeah. is huge, busy, super traffic intersection. There's a Papa John's right there in the corner. And it's like it's important the most to know. Popular. It, no, it's like the most deliveries in among them. It's the highest grossing. Because it's right next to the college. Yeah. So these this motherfucker is in. This is like three in the morning. And he's drunk as fuck and barely stand up. Trying. We had to go tackle him down in the median and throw him back in the car. And he's like just gone, gone. And then he's so drunk that he you could hear his GPS trying to tell him how to get home. And it's talking, make a left on Alafaya. We're like, oh, my God. We're like, oh. And he's just like, ugh, ugh. And uh, I'm in the back seat with him, okay, with uh, a girl. A girl is in, like, the middle, and he's on the far end. And I'm on. I'm, we're both on the windows of the back seat, right? Uh, I want to say it was, like, a, a four-door, like, sedan or something, like, like a Honda Accord or something. I don't fucking know. It's kind of like a low-level sitting car. And we were driving. And uh, he fucking starts like, like starts. I think he's going to puke or something, right? I'm like, hey, roll the window out, you motherfucker. Don't you puke. He's like, fuck you. I was like, fuck me. Fuck you, motherfucker. We're over here babysitting your dumb ass. And uh, there was this hump. You remember the hump uh, by the old house, the old castle, South Carolina 7? Oh, you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that when you went past the Taco Bell where the little Dollar General is. And if you hit that hump, it would do. Was that Canoe Creek? That yeah, road? right yeah, there at Canoe yeah, Creek. Yeah. We hit this hump, and I guess he thought I, like, hit him or something. This motherfucker balls up into a roly-poly position and starts bicycle-kicking me in the (laughs) face. I don't even know. I can't even stop it because, like, I'm in the corner of, like – I'm bleeding everywhere. I'm like (laughs) – He was kicking you that hard? Yeah, I know. He was ninja bicycle-kicking, and he's balled up, so I can't even, like, grab him. And and there's a girl – in was she getting us. kicked too? Oh yeah, her shit was going over her purse. Like she's screaming, crying. Next thing you know, we hit this. Uh, when we went past this bump, uh, we went to uh, fucking. We, I, I forget. Who, I, I forget who was driving at the time. But I remember like, yo, come, what the fuck? Because they didn't even know what was going yeah. on. And I'm like, I'm like bleeding, but I'm not hurt. I'm yeah. angry. I'm like, ooh, you motherfucker! I'm gonna kill you. And I just couldn't get it to him at the time. All of a sudden. Whoop, 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 lights fucking pull up on us. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. I get out of the car, which is probably not a good idea to do. And uh, 
I look at the fucking cop and it's this hot ass chick and she is dating one of my cousins at the time. The cowboy cousins of yours? The ones that like, uh, that you were telling me like, uh, they wear cowboy hats and stuff. They're real. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wade, his name is Wade and, uh, and her name was Tia hot ass St. Cloud police department cop. And she pulls up and she's like, oh, God, it's you. And like, she's like, oh, man, like, I know your cousin. Yeah. Like, we're like together. Da, da. And I'm like, I don't even, I'm so mad. I'm getting ready to strangle him, like, right in front of this cop. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker. And then they're like, oh, are you okay? And it looks like I just got my, I mean, I technically did kind yeah. of get my ass kicked because I'm covered in blood and I'm trying to explain what happened. But then she just kind of looked at me and she's like, "Oh man, fuck! This is I'm, what I'm supposed to do is like, yeah. you know, take this guy to jail." I'm like, "Listen, I don't want no, I don't want to get arrested. I'm just gonna fucking, f- fucking lay into him." I was like, "Just get, just look the other way. I'm gonna drag him on his fucking car. I'm gonna." I said, like, "We're almost home. We're like three miles from home. Just let's go home." And I was fucking just like, you know, when you taste your own blood, yeah. And you're just like, "Ooh, you motherfucker." And that was the time that Weeble Wobble technically kicked my ass. And then this cop, it was so fucking embarrassing. I felt like, and, it was, and I was wasted too. I felt like I was using a get out of jail free card because you could tell she was like, oh man, like what the fuck? And it could have turned into a whole nother thing. And she was like, yeah, just, y'all just get out of here, please. I'm so sorry. And then I was so glad that I didn't have to have that awkward moment. And then I remember her saying something at the end. She was like, yeah, you were always really nice to me in high school. I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to fucking jail for this shit. Looking like I got my ass kicked by, by Weeble, Weeble Wobble. And that motherfucker got me. And to this day, I still got he still got a couple coming to him. I got a couple bicycle kicks waiting <laughs> the for face. him. But I fucking, I love Weeble Wobble. But that was the time uh, you just showed up with a cop from your past, and thank God she was fucking your cousin, and, <laughs> and she just didn't want to make this messier than it already was. And uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I think I just helped, healed myself a little bit talking about that. Good, it's good healing. But I got some names too. We got a whole bunch of names. Whole bunch of names. We got a bunch of signups uh, this past week, and we're really happy. Uh, I'll start it off. We've got Eduardo Olvera from North Ottawa, Chicago, Illinois. Glenn Watts uh, from, I don't know what this is, Mogador, Ohio. Uh, Tyler Roach from Sarasota, Florida. Uh, Chris Whidden from Bradington, Florida. Kyle Daughtry from Fork River, New Jersey. Jeffrey Zumbaland from Orange Park, Florida. Jim Robbins from Knoxville, Tennessee. Danny Burt from Sound Beach, New York. Philip Klinker from Indianapolis, Indiana. Carlos Cortez from Bastrop, Texas. Alfredo Diaz from Alfredo, Royal I'm Palm, starving. Florida. Chris Smith from Orlando, Florida. Thomas Cox from South Charleston, West Virginia. Kyle Malloy from Lenox, Illinois. Billy Wofford from Kissimmee, Florida. Matt Portinaga from Des Moines, Iowa. Sean Salter from White House, Texas. Dustin Nolan from Blaine, uh, Washington. Elaine Amulis. Hey, a lady from Jacksonville, Florida. We always get excited when a chick signs up. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Casey Spath from Pasadena, Maryland. Devin Smallwood from Newark, Delaware. Kirby Mills from Newport, North Carolina. Daniel Ostrahon. Mm, I don't know that one. O-S-T-R-I-H-O-N. Ostrahon from North Tonawada, New York. 
Brian Zavosky from Chandler, Arizona, and Joseph Davis from Akron, Ohio. Mike, I'm going to give you the rest of the list. I thought you were going to just going to finish it. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> There's two pages. I was like, so damn, he's one. totally going to kill No, me. everybody's waiting for this. <sighs> <laughs> so you did the Joey? Is Joseph were- Davis? No. Okay, no. Uh, we got Joey Loser. Luzier? Luzier? Lusser? Okay, let me do that one. <laughs> it's like Joey Lussier from Orlando, Florida. Joey Loser, goddamn. Um, sorry, Joey. Um, Alonzo Archuleto, Archuleta. You always do so well on like Latin Alonzo names. Alonzo Archuleta. It's like a Latin name, and you're like Alonzo Archuleta, and then from you're like Greenlee, Colorado. Joey Smith, Smith. Austin Ballahoo, Ballahoo from Naples, Florida. Been there. Uh, Michael Hodgman from. Uh, Smyrna, Delaware, have not been there. Uh, Michael Beninger, uh, Beringer from Bellevue, Florida. Sometimes I get I get my, my names, the lines mixed up. It's a lot of a lot of, a lot of lines. Uh, Chase Gauze from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Dome Argon. I'm like wondering if this is going to be like. Steve I like how my, how Mike. Has I always to look back at Steven. Mike has to worry if it's a setup when he can't pronounce the name. <laughs> yeah, I see the word dome. I'm like, oh, this could go somewhere. Uh, dome Argon from Broomfield, Colorado. Liam Dooley from Campbell River, uh, British Columbia, aka Canada. Um, Ru- Russ Delmar from Prescott, Arizona. Adam Craig from Greenview, Montana. Tyler Meyer. From Winona, Minnesota, Billy Jeffers from Amelia, Ohio, Caleb Sleen from Ports, uh, Ports, uh, Smooth, Portsmouth, Portsmouth, Virginia. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Matthew Norton from Spellendor, Spellendor, Texas, Eva Rowe from Missouri. Texas. Oh shit. John Butts from Kodiak, Arkansas. Chris Sullivan from Oakboro, North Carolina, and Louis Castillo from Forney, Texas. And you got that other page? The back oh, behind shit. it? Yeah, but we wait, got more. There's more. But wait, there's more. James Corco from <laughs> Whoa, I don't know what the hell this is. This is some uh Is that what is, I think there was one that was is it is it uh, is it Canada or is it? No, this one says NL. Is that NL? Netherlands? Netherlands, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, James Corco. Corca. James Corca from Lidsdam Dam, Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands, then. Yeah, yeah. Dam, yeah. Um, Alex Hernandez from Long Key, Florida. <laughs> Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> You've never said the name Hernandez yes, like I have. that. Hernandez. <laughs> Andrew Adiatpo from <laughs> Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. That's probably exactly how it's pronounced, too, and we're laughing at it. Yeah. Zachary Jordan from Vincent, uh, North Carolina. Dane Frey, Fryer, Fry from uh, Costo Mendesta, Mesta, California. And Hobo Hunter. From Berkeley, California. Suck a dick. <laughs> Hooked on phonics to work for me, motherfucker. 
Well, guys, before we go, Mike, what do we have coming up this weekend? I'm just going to read the book of Moby Dick just to let you all know that I actually can read. It's just <laughs> I'm not really good at some of y'all's names. I'm really bad at names. What are we doing this weekend? Uh, this Saturday, we will be at Chase or Oasis. Uh, Oasis. I was going to say Otters. I was going to say Otters. <laughs> wow. All right, so we named every place that used to be called. I was about to correct you and be like, Mike, it's Otters. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's not. It's Oasis. We'll be at Oasis on the River in Sanford, Florida. There are private cabanas available, VIP stuff. We're going to be uh, hosting a wet and wild contest. What does that mean? That means you're going to come out and get wet and wild. Get wet and wild. I'm going to be drunk, money. day drinking. We'll be out there with the bus. Come meet me, the whole crew. Uh, and if you're a gold member, maybe we'll invite you back to the house afterwards uh, to party like we did uh, last time. We had a bunch of motherfuckers come back. We hung out in the parking lot, watched a guy got bit by a fucking snake. Yeah, it was a good time. Stuck his truck. Yeah, I definitely got a little blacked out. It was a good time. And, it was and, a good vibe. Yeah, it was a great vibe. So we hope to uh, not only uh, match that, but make it even better. Come out to Oasis on the River in Sanford, Florida. We'll be there at noon on Saturday afternoon. We say noon, but we'll be there by 2. But yeah, don't, but, we, don't, but we're we going to get there early. We, we do. Yeah, we always get there early. Don't meet us there. Beat, beat us, us there. there. And then the following weekend, Labor the Day weekend? September 3rd, 4th, and 5th, Labor Day weekend. It's the last weekend of the summer. The summertime sadness, members weekend. It is your last chance to suck the dick out of summer at my beautiful home, the Sausage Castle. And if you're a member, which uh, hopefully you are, uh, at least uh, I may have mispronounced your name just now. That means you are entitled to come here. All you got to do is go to mikebeasy.com forward slash RSVP and put your name on the list and show up. And we'll be here. Get ready. Bring your camp gear or sleep in your car, whatever. We or don't give or a fuck. rent a room because we still have a couple bunks available and rooms. We have I don't know when this rooms, comes out. If it's golf carts. Golf motor- carts, but I've been selling up the rooms pretty quick. But there's still, a, a, I think there's a room left and there's some bunks left and there's golf carts left. So, yeah. so if you uh, want to, uh, maybe you're a little diva and you don't want to sleep outside or sleep in your car or a tent, hey, we got electric spots available. We'll sell you a tent. We'll rent you a tent, pillows, blankets. We'll give you everything. doesn't matter where you're coming from. You can literally just go to Orlando uh, International Airport and show up here and have the greatest three-day weekend of your life. And I think it's going to be a fun one because, well, it's it's, it's that last chance There's to last dance summer with summer. Time. And yeah. a lot of people watch the Vice documentary. we got some people that are – Probably going to come out and they're like, hey, I've seen you motherfuckers on Vice. What, I want to see if it's real. I want to touch it and see if it's really happening. And uh, if that wasn't enough, as always, every single Halloween, we host the biggest, the wildest, the craziest, the sexiest drunk people in costumes. It's like the 22nd year. Wow. That's crazy. And it will all be going down. And it is the Super Bowl of the events. If you've ever been to a party... I don't care what party you've been to. I don't care what party you've never been to. If you're ever going to come to a party, you better be here uh, and, this Halloween weekend coming up. And uh, remember, guys, it's only available for members. So go to MikeBusey.com and go ahead and sign up. You can watch the podcast. You can listen to or watch all the archive footage that we have for the past 20 years, as well as shows that we drop exclusively Original content shows. We're, we just, we're going to be starting another series called Sausage Mysteries. It's a play on the Unsolved Mysteries thing. I may or may not order a, a trench coat and a wig to look like Stack, Robert yeah. Stack. And uh, Chris has got an editing something. It's live right now. If you want to see what happened when we showed up to uh, Tom and Dan's shark riding contest and the struggle concert and the bus accident and the bus, our bus going to save them in Texas and, and me picking up two dudes or a dude from Africa 
from uh, Nigeria and a, and a wonderful lady from Somalia. I brought him back to my house. Go find out what happens. Uh, it's now playing right now exclusively on MikeBC.com. And it is hot as fuck. I'm taking my pugs and I'm leaving. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, members, we're going to be uh, recording tomorrow uh, a bonus episode only for you members. So thank you. And any of you who have actually made it this far into the podcast, thank you. Because we got, we got to name them something. Who listens to both hours and they listen all the way to the very, very end? Because you know someone's like, well, I think they're almost done. I'll just go ahead and just stop listening. Or my wife's coming home. I gotta hurry up and get out of here. I gotta fucking. I've been hiding in this trailer, jacking off, listening to the podcast. I gotta finally go back inside and do some chores. But we thank you guys. We love you, Miguel. Anything you got coming up? No, man. I'm just happy that you guys. And I want you guys to sign up so you can be a part of these parties, man. I don't want to. I don't want you hitting me up a week before the party. How do I get there? And if you sign up now, here's the thing, guys. If you sign up now, you will be a gold member by. Veterans Day, New Year's, Mike's birthday. Yep. So if you sign up right now, you'll be able to get all the gold member per- 